You're listening to another Type 40 Live Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook. Audio editions of our video content originally streamed to YouTube and other platforms. A quick reminder, this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional detail may get lost in translation, we're working on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips, so this show may not be suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all straight. Let's start the show. you're joining us from out there in the hooniverse whatever time time zone or time stream you're in welcome back welcome back to the space book and type 40 live for another afternoon for us quite hot afternoon again you always get the weather report don't you when you talk to when you talk to brits because we are a little bit obsessed with the weather that was the fantastic remixed version of the type 40 theme tune by problem being of course problem being created all the music that you hear on type 40 and type 40 live and we love that theme tune i was saying to somebody just a few days ago how that is i don't care who you are and what you're doing and what your preferences are i love doctor who podcasts there's some great ones out there and i will make no big claims for our show apart from one we have the very best theme tune of any doctor who podcast or vodcast or live stream out there i trust you'll agree yes so uh Enough of that. Yes, I'm Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks, and this is Type 40 Live for a Tuesday afternoon, a, uh, a regular catch-up on the goings-on in the Doctor Who universe. But whether it's a slow news week or not, we always find plenty to talk about, don't we? Because uh, yeah, I'd say if there's one thing that Doctor Who fans do <laughs> incessantly, whether whether there's any Doctor Who around or not really, it's that we do like to talk about Doctor Who with anybody who will listen. Fortunate for me, I've got a green room full of people who are happy to listen and to speak and to exchange and communicate with, with me and with you. But uh, before we before we bring in them, let's see who we have got, because we do have a packed live chat here. We are broadcasting live, as always, to the world's number one streaming platform over on YouTube and to Facebook too, to the Type 40 Facebook group and the Type 40 Facebook page. So we have a steady stream of people across all platforms here joining us. I do remember, though, if you are over on Facebook, you have to let StreamYard know who you are so we can see your name rather than just Facebook user. We've got an enigmatic joker here saying hello, all, hello, hello. And Darren M here with uh, greetings and felicitations. Hail 
all spice bookers. Hail to you too, Darren. Good to see you here. No more, <laughs> no more tongue twisters, please, please. Ease me in, ease me in. We've got I smell Hoovians, says the legend of the traveling TARDIS. You, you do indeed. Even 3,000 miles away where you are, he can smell Hoovians. That's how good Christian is over there. Lord Thoth says, uh, good morning and afternoon, everybody. Covering all bases, the all-seeing Lord Thoth. Yeah, oh, lots of familiar faces popping in. And yeah, before, oh, I'm glad I've seen you, Vanessa. Yeah, welcome back, Vanessa. Good to see you. Hope the move went well and you're settling in nicely. We love our regulars too. Richard Brooks is here as well. A good day to you all. Good day to you too, Richard. Good to see you again. I see that when people when people come once they do tend to come back. <laughs> Repeat business, I think that's what they call it. Speaking of yeah, speaking of business, let's get down to business. Let's talk. Let's talk Doctor Who, shall we? And uh, yeah, I have been I've been thinking actually about all my boyhood dreams about about being a time lord and travelling off in my own TARDIS to go wherever you like you know, to to walk through history or to or to go out into the stars and have adventures because i saw that jeff bezos the uh, the guy the the head honcho at amazon he's going out into space isn't he apparently i don't think he's going to be a time lord but maybe he'll be a space lord he's going out on the first manned space flight for from whatever he's doing the uss amazon wherever that's going i was thinking my god you know, i wonder if he if he was one of those children who looked up at the stars and sort of watched watched star trek or doctor who or or star wars any of those things was he a sci-fi kid I'd, I'd love to know that. And yeah, but Amazon, talking about Amazon, I wonder if any of you saw this. Steve Moffat over on Instagram. He's an Amazon customer, it seems, like many of us, it's fair to say. And he recently had an email which he shared over onto Instagram. And yeah, I, I thought it was really, really funny. So so this is this is it. This is what he got. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, hello, Stephen Moffat. Based on your recent activity, we thought you might be interested in i think we've all had these haven't we yes and there it is there's they've recommended uh steve moffat former showrunner and uh, major doctor and they've recommended him his own book <laughs> so that, that amused me no end there that's the the day of the doctor tie-in novel i've not read this one have you read this one barnaby jager uh no i haven't read this one in particular but i do love stevie ah oh, stephen moffat what a great writer <laughs> Brilliant one, that one. But I haven't, I haven't read any of the, um, still haven't read any of the um, Target novelizations. But I did, I did enjoy uh, the Day of the Doctor. It was quite. Um, a lot of people had different opinions about it, but I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it too, to be honest. And I'd yeah. love to read this book. I'm definitely going to get yeah. it at some point. I've got a couple of these tie-in books. But isn't it spooky how uh, Amazon sort of they work out your your preferences? I suppose based on what you've bought before and your search history and all those kinds of things. I've just recently I've been having conversations just within within kind of a few meters of my phone and about random things. Next thing I know, no, I do that thing where I go onto social media and it's showing me adverts for the the very things I've talked about with, with somebody They're on the phone. They're tracking us, Dan. They're tracking us, Dan. It, the vaccinations. <laughs> They're tracking us with the vaccinations. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make you wonder yeah. how much they know, doesn't it? Listening in all the time. Yeah, that's happened to me a few times. I've mentioned like I really liked a certain, uh, oh God, the um, new adventure books. I was thinking, oh God, I really want to read Strange England one time. And um, Strange England came up on um, on Amazon. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, that can't really be <laughs> full on conspiracy that's, theory right now. Yeah, That's quite a deep dive. I've just noticed there, Jeff Bezos has got a name check on Stephen Moffat's thing. Yeah, because I do wonder <laughs> if, they are, if they are watching us this closely, Ian David Diaz, then surely they would know 
But Stephen Moffat's probably got that book. <laughs> probably. I'll tell you a little short story. I was in the um, train station with my um, niece. Yeah. And we went, we were going past Foxhall. And I said, oh, yeah, that's the building they shot at MI5 with James Bond. And she, and she went, that's not real MI5. And I said, yes, it's real MI5. And I joked with her. I said, if you if you say MI5 into your phone, then they'll 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 stop your phone. And you know what? This is no word of a lie. Her phone crashed. Oh god. Her phone crashed. Seriously. This is no word of a lie. I, I was laughing because I thought she was just mucking yeah. me around, but it didn't. I said, What what about battery life? And he said, the battery's fine. And when we got towards Loot, it came back on again. How odd is that? How old and is, is that? she now really, really impressed? She now thinks that you don't talk, talk absolute BS after all. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> but that's a true story. It literally went down. Her phone went down. It's crazy, story. right? Absolutely crazy. But it's they are watching us, I reckon. You think they are? You think they are yeah. watching us? Well, maybe they can only watch so much. Maybe if you're tucked away in your very own bunker or loft, maybe that maybe that's why JT <laughs> spends so much time in the rafters. Hello, my friend. How are we? Hello, everybody. Hi, Space Bookers. <laughs> it's great to see you too, mate. How's your week been? It's been really good. Thank you very much. Yes, I've been um, investigating the Blu-rays that we unwrapped last week. So I've been making my way through ah. Series 12. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them. What a, what a difference to see them properly, those pictures, the lovely pictures, nicely cleaned up. Yeah. So how do you, when you go to Amazon and when you get messages and, and emails and things from Amazon, how good are they at predicting the kind of things that, that you like? You know, have, have they sent you the recommendations? Now you've bought these Blu-rays. Have they started to send you the links for the, for the upcoming sets too? They have, but I delete them immediately because I'm not interested. I know what I want and that's it. <laughs> that's told you, Jeff. <laughs> so this this did this did make me laugh. Stephen Moffat's little little exchange there, but yeah, I, I wonder why he probably brought it. You know, what he, he probably brought it. Pro I'd say he may have a few copies already. What yeah. what do you think, Simon Horton? What's the weirdest thing that's in your Amazon purchase history? Or is it best not mention? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not sure about that. I'm going to have to think about that. Right? Um, but but you see, I'm 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 about the only person I know who doesn't have a smartphone. This is my mobile phone. Very oh, happy wow. with it. Thank you very much. Yeah. No interest what in a smartphone. What is that? No interest in a smartphone. So nobody's listening to me. I think I think they have they have now admitted and proven that yeah, your your smartphone is listening to you. Apparently, there is a way of turning. Have it they? <laughs> oh dear. But but oh, wow. I've absolutely no desire for a smartphone at all. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. I can think of several people who are listening to you. I mean, we always listen to you every, anyway because you've always got such invaluable things to impart to us all and the good people watching out there live over on YouTube and on Facebook. They're definitely listening, hanging on every word, so much so that mm. they've already hit the like button, haven't you? Haven't you? <laughs> yes, please hit the like button there and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already because we are back and we're back for good or as good as you can ever be in this old type 40 that we've got so yeah please like the video subscribe to the channel and hit the cloister bell in the corner that's that little bell shaped icon hit that and you'll know next time we go live i think they give you they give you a bit of bit of time i think they give you fair warning when we're about to materialize next do you know, it's a shame, isn't it, that after what you just said, that it's a shame the BBC never listens to us all, isn't it, really? Have you got a smart TV, Simon? Have uh, you got yeah, smart I've got TV? smart TV. I, I, they can yeah. listen to you through there, apparently. Yeah. No! Uh, but, yeah, oh! apparently. 
no no they absolutely can't. Uh, uh, but but fortunately I've, I've turned i have sort of done my best to turn off the listening part of the smart tv uh, um, okay but but i mean yeah admittedly they can at least hear you a bit through the smart tv but because that's only on a couple of hours in an evening it's it, you know it's about as good as i'm going to get put it like that uh, right, you know this is all getting into x-files territory isn't it, it? Is. all yeah. that stuff from the 90s it's all like oh it's hitting us all now and i'm like oh my god because oh, i read somewhere the other day that little thing you can get from amazon whatever wherever it's called what's that little Alexa. round thing Alexa, whatever apparently that can do all sorts. yeah and, and there's all yeah. these theories around it all and i'm just thinking thank god i am not interested in any of this crap no. i'm quite happy being the age i am and i'm not interested in all this crap no, no, no. <laughs> there's no there's no alexa coming anywhere near my house anytime exactly soon. <laughs> we're from the blue tack generation and we're staying there <laughs> they couldn't sell you they couldn't sell any of you on the smart glasses then that are so that you can order something what? by blinking that'd be good wouldn't it what what no i have got one I've just ordered the, the the next episode of Jody's Doctor Who. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you liar! You will never buy that. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's common knowledge that we eat, sleep, and drink Doctor Who, whether we're watching it, listening to it, or reading it, or whatever else. And a lot of the people that we bring in for a good old yarn, they're exactly the same. And I think that uh, yeah, yeah, no. No better example can I think of than this gentleman who's been our guest before. He's back again. Heaven knows where he gets his energy from. He's always flitting around across, I think, virtually more often than not over the last year or so. But I think he's quite, uh, yeah, usually he's up and down A roads and, and motorways and things, putting together some, uh, some pretty sort of uh, big Doctor Who conventions, Doctor Who and Blake Seven conventions. And he's back here. He's going to tell us about his latest one a little later on. But right now, he's just going to join us for a bit of a chat. Ian Kubiak, welcome back to Type 40 Live, mate. Oh, hello, hello, yes, hello, hi. Hello, hello. Whoa, that's loud. Oh, is that too loud? There we go. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> You're over recording. Just a little. <laughs> but you, you, can, oh, you can tell the actors, can't you, Barnaby? Oh, indeed, indeed. Is that better? Shoot them all. <laughs> welcome back, Ian. It's, it's good to see Thank you. Thank you very much. You're Festooned with your posters again. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So what I was what I was wondering, are you like us? I mean, when you do, when you have so much involvement with Doctor Who, with and with the people who have made Doctor Who, do you mm -hmm. still find the time to to watch Doctor Who? Have you been watching much Doctor Who lately? And, and what's been your your flavour of choice? Yeah, um, yeah, I do. I, I I get time to watch it. Uh, I must admit, I just finally got round to watching. The season ten um, Blu-ray because uh, I, I realised that I haven't watched all of the behind the sofa um, oh, yeah. extras, and so 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 I watched I watched the last couple of them. It was nice to see them all, um, you know, trying to comment on stories that they weren't in. Um, but but yeah, it was. You know, I, that, I must admit, that is the first thing I always go to on the Blu-rays. And, and I'm really excited about the McCoy Blu-ray coming out, what is it, next week or the week after? Yeah, you know? very soon. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm really, very, really, looking, really looking forward to that. I don't know if you know very, this, very Ian, Ian, but Simon doesn't like those behind-the-sofa things at all. You know, he, he, he does not like them at all. But having just, having just bought the Blu-rays, I've watched them. And mm. they're, they're quite, they're quite hollow. But you know, it's like it's like a it's like a commentary with people that weren't there, necessarily. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I find it kind of pointless, really, because they well, were the fun. Were there, 
And even if they are people that were there, they've probably said whatever they're going to say in the audio commentary anyway. So, <laughs> what's the point? I just got yeah, some I point think we're going to have. If you could just turn yourself down just a touch, a touch more, Ian, we're, we're still having a few problems there. But yeah, I've Is got, uh, I've got a, a, a lovely. That's much better. Thank you. I've got a there lovely go. picture here which I saw the Aww. other day. This is the latest publicity picture. It's Bonnie! <laughs> That's what awesome. is it about Bonnie Langford, Barnaby, that makes us all go, ah? Oh. Believe it or not, she's in her oh, mid-50s now. Oh. Uh, she went to my job oh, school, so of course, Evan goes, ah. Oh. She's amazing. Did she? Did you meet her at your... At your... No, I, I've seen her in a few shows, though. I saw her in, um, mm. I think it was um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and uh, she was amazing in that. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, she was oh, oh, brilliant. Was really good? Still, still got it. Still got Did it. she scream oh, and yeah. scream until she went sick? <laughs> Not quite. She's I, hear she's, she, I hear she's as honourable and as boring as they come. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard that she's just been on television as a squirrel or something. Oh no! Yeah, what, what what is this? This is a, the masked dancer TV show that our friend oh, Gary no. Vinzer was telling me about. Am I am I to understand that they got poor Bonnie Langford, Ian, to to dress up as a poor. as a giant rodent or something? <laughs> they did, and and she was really good, really really good. Mm. Um, she's as, as nimble she's... as ever. Yeah, absolutely. Go go look it up online because she was absolutely amazing. Yay, Bonnie! Woo! Yeah, I love the fact that she's so so much in the bosom of Doctor Who, and she, I mean, she was wasn't in the in the series for very long, and yet yeah, she yeah. did make an impact. You know, whatever you think about what she did then, it certainly made an impact, and people remember that she was in it. And and well, now yeah. you see her in, in photographs like that, Barnaby, it just it just melts your heart, doesn't it? Oh well, in in trial, and when she's um filling up the entire like you know courtroom with her and and that that's the thing when she goes uh, like yeah, i'm as honorable and as boring as they come it's just, it always gets a little bit of a, a chuckle out of me when she says that yeah yeah i, lo I love it too uh, i've got a few comments here uh, before the pandemic i actually found most days i couldn't face the tv show says our friend sadako 24 watching in the chat mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, they preferred listening to big finish instead mm -hmm. so i suppose it was all yeah last year was odd wasn't it i think depending i think we all handled it in different ways and and sometimes the things that brought us comfort somehow didn't anymore so i don't yeah anything that kind of kind of got you through that time i'm yeah i i completely understand digby strawbridge says mrs strawbridge and i just watch frontier in space and planet wow. of the daleks great fun so Good that's stuff. that's a, more back to that season 10 mm. set again isn't it Mm. Uh, who else have we got? More talk about Pertwee. Pertwee's definitely having a, a revival, I think, lately. Love Pertwee. Definitely right, down right. to those, down those yeah. boxes. So you've been watching classic Doctor Who as well, haven't you, Mr. Mega Geek, this week? What have mm. you been watching? I've been watching the giant robot. Uh, what's his name? Tom's uh, debut. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Four-parter. And um, yeah. it's really good. As I said, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't realise it was a comparison to, to King Kong. Do you know what I mean? It was the kind of the same thing yeah. like King Kong and stuff yeah. like that. But um, you know what? It's so enjoyable watching Tom stuff. And also Tom kept his hat on a lot in in, yeah. uh, in, in this as well, which <laughs> which I wish I love. I don't know about you, JT, but I love his hat. I, you know, he should wear it more yeah. often. Yeah, that, that, well, he did. It went it went for quite a while. But the brilliant thing about Robot is coming on the back of spiders. Yes. That whole thing there. I mean, I remember this. I was I was about five years old, but I remember the impact Tom on, had on, on myself, even at that age. And, you know, and I still remember parts of Robot. I, I remember the, uh, the iconic moment where the TARDIS turns up in the Ark in space and this mad loon with a scarf and a hat. Yeah. Such a difference to Pertwee. 
Yes, uh, and that was the whole good. point of it, wasn't it? Here's, here's, here's a completely different take. And I was like, you, I, I watched it because, of course, it's on the season 12 Blu-ray, beautifully mm. um, tarted up. It looks fantastic. And you sit there watching it in crystal clear quality, just thinking this is just the start of an amazing era. Brilliant television. But it's, Tom, but it's funny, it's isn't Tom. it? Because, because if, if you look at any of the critics at the time, they were quite <laughs> critical of Tom's yeah, of course. portrayal. Of course, of course. Uh, All you know, of them and they knocked it. They knocked it quite... Yeah. You know, they were saying, this guy will never catch on. He'll never yeah. be. He's not as good as Perry. <laughs> uh, exactly. And you look at it now, and he's, he's clearly the most popular... Well, certainly the most popular classic Doctor. I would still argue he's the most popular Doctor. Full stop. Um, throughout and the ben, whole run, ben, Benton got uh, um, promoted, didn't he? Benton. Had this been the first time you'd seen that story in a while, Ian? Yeah, well, a long time. I saw it when I was in my teens, I think, or, or actually, no, it wasn't. I was younger. But but I, I I when I saw it, I really loved it as a kid because I I love robots and stuff like that. I thought his hands were a bit rubbish, though, weren't they? He just had those little claws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like that. Shambling, yeah. beeping yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. a great, it's a great, it's a great first one for Tom, and Tom yeah. really does chew the scenery and. He comes across as a diff, very different doctor to to John. I love John, obviously, and but yeah. Tom, obviously, Tom is the Roger Moore that w what Roger Moore was to James Bond, Tom was to yeah. to Doctor Who. I suppose, I suppose he was. Yeah, yes, we've got was. a good a good question here about about those Blu-ray sets here from Daniel Leach watching in the chat, and hey. he says this is, this is a good one. Goes back to what you were saying a moment <laughs> ago. Why is Janel, <laughs> Janet Fielding on all the behind the sofas? Commenting on a lot of the stories she's not in <laughs> makes makes no sense. A lot of people I'll feel well, that way. I'll tell you why she's but it is, there. it is seen as a USP. Because she's cheap. Yeah, well, she's cheap. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Janet. She gives this. So where is the other ones? They're all sitting there going. Yeah, it's great. This is <laughs> Janet. Well, absolutely yeah. go for it. She'll give you good value for money. So that's why they bring her in. She's the right. JT off the sofa. That's what she is. <laughs> oh, well, um... <laughs> that, that, that conversation may carry on later. Mm. I was wondering about, about you, Ian, Ian Kubiak, when because obviously you book these good people for your various events, don't you? You know, you know a fair few of them professionally mm -hmm. or personally. So when you're booking them for your for your conventions, you sometimes they're on their own, but sometimes you put them together with other people, don't you? So are you aware of the chemistry that they that they may have with other individuals, like sort of depending on the topic that you may want to address? Is that sort of are you ever playful with that, knowing yeah. the kind of response yeah, that may I, get from them? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think it, you, you've got to be mindful of not putting. You know, maybe people who don't necessarily get on. I mean, you wouldn't put Colin Baker and Eric Sayward on a panel together, would you? Oh, you would. Oh, you would. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, happy birthday to Colin as well today. It's his birthday. Yes, yes. happy yeah, birthday. We'll Colin. Well, um, so I think I think because the guests in majority they all get on. Um, and yeah, the same yeah. with with Blake Seven events as well. You know, you you put them all together, and 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 because they're actors, and it and when they're on stage giving their anecdotes, it's a performance. They're they're there to give entertaining. You know, Janet's really great. Fraser goes for the Fraser Hines goes for the old, sort of old dad jokes type things, and, and you know, so it, a bit like me, a bit like me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I think. For for me personally, I always try to bring people together that have a connection. So, ha, ha, uh, 
for example, I, I like to bring a load of directors together. So um, I I once brought all the uh, <laughs> Saywood was the Chibnall of his day. Ooh, totally okay. disagree. Saywood could write. That's an insult to Saywood, I'm afraid. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, mm. I last year I brought together Terry Malloy and all of his directors from the from the eighties, oh, wow. and that was the first time that had ever been done. Um, so that that was quite unique, and you know, there's I, I'm always looking to like sort of like bring people together to, where yeah. they can. Ha- they can approach the subject matter from the same angle, so to speak. So, yeah. Mm. Where they may nudge each other's memories a little. Yeah, yeah. And and not fall back on the same stories, which, you know, God bless them. Some of them have been going to conventions for several years. You you could forgive them, couldn't you, for for maybe having some of the anecdotes off pat. Mm. Or or that they've heard someone else's anecdote and it becomes theirs. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be like stealing you. gags wouldn't it that'd be like somebody stealing gags like in stand-up comedy i think barnaby it'd be a major yes. faux pas full-on <laughs> carla spencer yes <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been watching some classic doctor who this week as well haven't you barnaby what have you been doing which flavor have you yeah. gone for uh, i was watching the visitation uh, a couple of nights oh. ago and uh, it was fantastic Ooh. i love uh, <laughs> i love the character of richard the uh, highwayman because he's pretty much me right now he's an out-of-work actor and uh, there is plague all around except this plague mm. is called coronavirus <laughs> and he speaks with a very, very particular accent. I am thinking of becoming a highwayman myself, sir. There is uh, <laughs> everywhere, sir. He's got, he's got the most amazing voice. So I'm just watching him the majority of the time. Marvelous. But uh, it's a really well, it's a, it's a brilliant plot. I really like the plot. And also, I remember as a kid watching it for the first time, being really uh, loving, you know, the Pudding Lane um, reference. And because uh, I was watching my brother, and he had no idea, he didn't, he didn't get the reference. I was like, eh, I feel very clever for getting, you know, Great Fire of London. <laughs> and uh, a brilliant little story, all really well put together. And uh, yeah, still holds up, still holds up. Um, written by Eric Saywood. Yes, great, indeed. Eric Saywood. It's a big favourite of mine too. I really, I really latched onto that whole time. It's just at the right, at the right time for me. Absolutely. And and that story, it's really, it's one of my favourites. I know it tends to be a bit of a middle bit of a middling one with people but um i think it's got a bit of everything that thing of that you mentioned quite a lot jt that of the doctor walking through history and yet it's got the sci-fi elements in there too. That's, that's why i like it so much everything that i love about doctor who is in that story but mm. um going back to what you were saying about uh about robot theory and this mm. reminded me of this brand new this is out this week this is from Marvel. Uh, Marvel? Ooh. No, it's not Marvel. It's from Benini. This is wow. your age Doctor there. Chronicles. <laughs> Aye, that's shocking, isn't it? Doctor Who Chronicles for 1975 gets released this week, everybody. And uh, yeah, this is the second of these bookazines. That's what they call them, isn't it? And uh, the idea is that they examine the landmark years of Doctor Who history in unprecedented detail. Just reading this from the blurb. Since 1975 <laughs> was Tom Baker's first full year as the Doctor, and yeah, features Robot Ark in Space, all those wonderful stories that made up that season. And uh, this bookazine includes rare images and all new features. So they're not just sort of bringing things out of the archive from past issues of DWM. And there's going to be that uh, summary of the most significant events in the uh, the Who calendar that happened in 75, just as was the case with that last special. That was 1965, the last one, wasn't it, Simon? Yeah, 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 it was, 65. And, yeah, I, I don't doubt that they're basically going to do every single year um, f- for these now. Eventually they'll come out, you know, they've got to, they've got to keep on flogging yeah. stuff, haven't they, Panini? And so I don't yeah. doubt that the, 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 they'll... But, I, I, you know, I've got it on order. It's, it's it awesome. looks good. The 1965 one was good. Um, this is my idea of Doc2 magazine. I no longer buy 
the the the, the, the regular, regular monthly title. magazine because it's just utter. Well, I won't say. But anyway, I don't buy the I don't buy the I don't buy the monthly magazine anymore. But this is kind of what I think the monthly magazine should be because I am interested to read. I'm, it, remarkably, I'm not actually that interested to read what Joy Wilkinson had for breakfast that you might find in the main magazine. But uh, yeah, give me some stuff about 1975 and you can count me in. It sold. The last one did sell really, really well. And obviously, Ian, with your uh, your recent sort of dip into the past as well, they might have some tips there about all the uh, the design choices and the special effects choices that they made making Robot. <laughs> mm. I, 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 as I said, you know, I, I laugh when I watch Robot. I didn't watch it on the Blu-ray because I know JT's got the Blu-ray and stuff. I watched it. My friend had a VHSs. So it was literally oh, wow. recorded off the BBC. So I watched the four parts that was like, you know, the BBC, you know, now on BBC One, that kind of thing. And, I, and it just yeah, transformed yeah. me back to being a kid again, you know. Mm. And, and I, we were laughing at the visual effects, obviously, because the visual effects are really funny, um, you know, and it's just a great entertaining uh, thing, you know, Doctor Who is part of my heart. Do you know what I mean? I think it's here somewhere. Actually, it might be this one too. But yeah, no, so, um, you know, so, you know, Tom Baker is, is my favorite and John uh, from classic, classic Who. And you know what? As I said, if you guys ever get a chance to watch Robot again, it's such yeah. a joy from start yeah, to finish. Right. Really, it's such a joy. I it's, it's funny. It's, but, sorry, sorry, Barnaby. Barnaby. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's funny as well. It still has one of my favourite jokes from that whole um, series, where he's talking to the brigadier and they're saying, "Oh, mm. well, of course, these secret plans. The only country with any, you know, of course, the only country that could look after them was Great Britain." And the doctor yeah, goes, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, the rest are all foreigners. And he's like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. well done. And I'm just like, I, I'd never noticed that in my first uh, run through. I was yeah. like, that's really the, funny. The other brilliant <laughs> thing about Robot is it shows you how a regeneration story should be done. None of this faffing around for hours and hours going, who am I? Who am I? Get over it. You know, yeah, just yeah. move in, move <laughs> in and get on with the story. And, and the way that Terence wrote Robot to deal with that and the way that Tom plays it, it is slightly erratic for Tom uh, as he moves in, as it were, but you know, it's not overplayed. It's not overwritten. It's just, this is how it is. I love all that. The only thing that spoiled it for me, though, the, the robot thing, is the bit where he's going <laughs> into the TARDIS and changing different costumes. I thought that was kind of <laughs> out of place, really, with Doctor Who. But, you know, it's it is cheesy. what it is, right? It well, is they, they did it again in uh, 1987 with Time and the Rani, the exact same sequence, just inside yeah. the alleged wardrobe room. It wasn't. It was a few black drapes because they couldn't afford any money. <laughs> but yeah. And also similar similar thing in Colin Baker, you know, in The yeah. Twin Dilemma. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, it's a brilliant four-part. Great story, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant, as far as I'm concerned. For, for, for my sense, I've also been watching some classic Doctor Who this last week. I've been watching Ooh. Colony in Space from season eight. Boy, oh, wow. heavy going. Why? <laughs> why, why, why exactly? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Oh, working, okay, yeah. I'm working <laughs> through an order, so Colony in Space is next, but boy, it is really heavy going. It really it, is. It, totally it's, it, it's got to be one of the dullest classic stories of all time and it's not helped by the locations which is just yeah. dull everything about it it's just gray and how many, dull how many, and how many episodes is it simon it's like 12 and it felt like 12 six it feels like about 243 episodes it's dull. it just goes on and on it's terrible it's i've not, never liked that one that. either and to be honest i struggle with a lot of the a lot of the six-part pertwee ones <laughs> yeah. and I, I always have and and yet sometimes 
on a rainy afternoon, I don't know if you have this as well in Kubiak. I have, I, sometimes if I put one of these stories on on a rainy afternoon where I'm not really sure what I fancy watching, there's something about that title sequence kicking in and even a story where I think I think I don't like it or I think I know it inside out. Sometimes if I'm in a different frame of mind, it can be like seeing it again for the first time. I th- yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we all have our sort of favourites, don't we? I mean, for, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the Five Doctors, for example. I love the Five Doctors. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I I, I I I can remember as a kid, I could quote it. I probably still could quote it word for word, you know. And um, you know, it's it's just one of those stories you could put on, and and you, not you you'll have it on in the background to begin with because you you know you might be on your phone or whatever. And then suddenly you start watching it, and then then you go, but which version am I going to watch though? Do I watch the original <laughs> transmitted version? Do I watch the VHS? Do I watch the special edition? I will be really interested to see what happens when they do season twenty on Blu-ray, and okay. what what version we have. I mean, the latest, the last version to come out, where with all that behind-the-scenes footage of of all the actors playing the Doctors coming together was beautiful that the, the the outtakes and the interaction between uh pertwee and and troughton were, and and the way they were treating herndor and herndor was really struggling which doesn't come across in the performance but mm. with with the with the edits that that eventually went into the show you know it, it you know i i could just watch it over and over again great i, th- I think the way they're going with the box sets is you'll get every version going there yeah, you get the original version, obviously, yeah. and then you'll get the alternative version and the special effects version. Yeah. Because um, there were three, weren't there, I think? Maybe, yeah. maybe four. Um, I reckon I'll, I'll pack everything on it. Mm. But the Black Triangle time scoop is, is the best version. Yeah. Not the Mr. Whippy ice cream version. Well, I'm not against them going back and doing uh, better effects for that. I'm not against them. I, I love it mm. when they do that. You know, the John Pertwee box set that I got, the effects they, they corrected in that. I love it. I think it's much better when they correct the effects, in my opinion. So I You got Series 8, didn't you, Ian? Yes. Terry Ter- Ter- the Autons, yes. in that Season 8 box set, the, 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 the computer effects in Terry Ter- the Autons mm. are absolutely yeah. fantastic and the way that yeah. cleans the CSO. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I would really hope with the Five Doctors that I'll do a new, a new edit of the I Five so. Doctors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would like to see with some mm-hmm. new replacing the original special effects with good CGI and yeah. getting rid. You're right, Ian. Get rid of the ice cream cone. It's awful. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. And do a proper black obelisk with yeah. computer graphics. That's what you need yeah. to see. So that's what I think they'll do. But I, I think I think JT is also right. They'll put every version going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, but I mean, also right. in, uh, the five. The, sorry, mate. The five doctors. No. Right. It's I love it so much. You know why? Because every doctor gets their time in the sun. Yeah. I mean, the fiftieth was okay, right? And they put them together and stuff like that. But the the thing that the, the thing that spoils both of them is Tom wasn't in the Five Doctors, and uh, obviously Chris wasn't in the fiftieth. Those those things spoil it. But but I would actually say that the fiftieth is so much better than uh, you know the one with Matt and and uh, David personally. <laughs> I think, but but anyway, that's just me, right? So it, every it, time it I like, think about, I agree. Story. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. It looks like that, Dan. Dan, you're in the garden where the first Doctor was taken out of time. Yes, in the five yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, just be careful, Dan. There, there, there's a black triangle. No, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a. It's a. It's coming for me, everybody. I, I keep yes. dodging and, dock, and, and ducking. So yeah, just if I do suddenly dive on the floor, then it's because it's sort of whizzing overhead at low altitude. Don't forget to throw so your handbag as you fall over. 
<laughs> <laughs> and if you see it before I do, everybody in the chat, please shout out. And yeah, if I can get the message on screen in time, then it won't. It won't grab. Oh God, me. it's Panto season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great balls well, of fire. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> feel, everything about the hospital. five doctors. Everything about the five doctors makes me feel like a kid again. Yeah. Mm. And speaking mm. of feeling like a kid again. This is something that's been sent to us by our Yay! good friend yes. on YouTube. This has been uh, this has been sent over by the rabbi from another planet, Sfila Betkin, over on his fantastic YouTube channel. He's had these images come through of some brand new toys, pretty bits of plastic, everybody, derived from the classic show. So, yeah, this is character options, of course it is. They fill, they fill up your local B&M with all these different sets, don't they, from the history of Doctor Who. And the latest two, we've got some sensorites. We've got a William Hartnell Doctor, not a Richard Herndall Doctor, crucially. It's we've got the, the William Hartnell Doctor. And we've got those two beautiful Daleks that make up a seventh history of the Dalek set. Now, this is one of those ranges that I am now kicking myself, everybody, for not getting on board with this history of the Daleks. They just look beautiful. It's like a part work in plastic form, I think, JT. <laughs> well, what do you make of these? Do you collect JT's all these? Because I know that you it. love a figure. I do love a figure. Mm. Um, <laughs> All the legends are true. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. Um, yeah, I do collect them. I've, I've collected the character options um, figures since they started appearing in late 2005, early 2006. And the, the latest ones for the B&M exclusive range are no exception for me. The history of the Daleks ones are, are interesting because that box says it's number seven, where we've actually only had four out so far. So that's very, very interesting. For collectors who bought the original 13th Doctor's figure set, because that uh, first Doctor is a variant of that that was in that 13th Doctor set. That's quite nice for anybody that couldn't get the, uh, the 13th Doctor's box set whenever that was released a few years back, yeah. about four, four ages ago now. So we've got that coming out. But the figures look good. The history of the Dalek ones as well are nice. And for character options, easy money, because all they have to do is re-sculpt or re-release or pop them in a box. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm, I'm excited about those. And I'm interested to see what else they're bringing out, because there is another Dalek box set to go with it. There's another TARDIS box set to go with it, and I think another as yet unknown figures set to go with it. But I do I, know that they're all due around about July. I, I saw a rumor yesterday on a, a YouTube channel that apparently, <coughs> according to this person on YouTube, because everything's true on YouTube and on the internet, as you all know, it's going to be a Five Doctors box set for the Five <laughs> Doctors, and they're going to have a Herndall. Mm. And they're going to have a second, uh, the the Five Doctors oh, version God, of Traction. Yeah. And and Pertwee's costume from um, the Five Doctors, I love that costume. Yeah, and they're going to have that good. version of Pertwee, and oh, and they won't have a Tom. Oh, no, 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 Tom, Tom's Tom's figure, it won't be made of plastic, it'll be made of wax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've heard that rumour before. I heard that rumour last year, and I still think that is um, a rumour. But there's, I, I, I love the speculation, because the, you know, <coughs> there was also a rumour they were going to bring out the, the Fifth Doctor Companions range, which would have at yeah. last bring out Adric, Nissa, and Tegan mm. as part of the character options range. But, you know, I, I think they were, they're more likely to go for some more monsters this time around, because we haven't had them yet, and the sculpts are... Are cheaper to produce, but I'm looking forward to just getting them. And I think that the idea of a sensorite set is genius. Who saw that one coming? <laughs> I wanted to ask you, JT, as somebody who does collect these, because you know, I'm thinking about getting on board, but I'm never really sure when a new set is coming. So, is there is there rhyme and reason to this release schedule? When, no. how frequently do sets come out? Is it there just isn't? Well, no, there isn't now. There was last year because you know. Um, 
what, what the characters tend to do is they drop a video to say, you know, this is what we're doing, or they, they drop a press release to say this is what's coming out. The rumor was last year, and we mentioned it on this show actually last year, is that there were more sets due this year. There were we got so many last year. The rumor was it was going to be uh, reproduced this year. It hasn't. We didn't get a February release. We haven't had anything yet at all. So um, there is no rhyme or reason. It just depends on when the business need to do it. But it's exciting when they do start to come, and and you just have to watch the the reputable um, uh, pages, which will be you know things like Character's own website. Yeah. Um, or even the Type 40 Facebook on Facebook, because, you know, we'll put that information out there as well. We do try and keep on top of it. But I was thinking, because the price of these sets, it can mount up. They're around £10 each, aren't they? £10, £12. And so it, when three or four of them come out at once, particularly for some of the younger um, ones, because, they're you know, generally it is, I think it probably is generally adults that pick these up. But obviously well, for, the, for people who are on a budget, maybe, too, well, they it, are, helps knowing, well, they, they, it helps knowing when to expect them. They could be expected. Uh, they are actually nineteen ninety nine each on release. Uh, they do. They can possibly go down to twelve ninety nine in any sales later on with B and M. But they, the recommended retail price is nineteen ninety nine. Or I think the Tardis was twenty nine ninety nine with because you get the police box variant and then you yeah. get the character, the Doctor to go with it. Uh, and again, the rumor there there was a, a Colin Baker one coming and a Sylvester McCoy one coming with their Tardis. So again, it's exciting to see what will come but it's just nice to get them especially at this time when there's not much merchandise or quality merchandise around because the main show is flagging and it's it's nobody cares and then you've got all this lovely stuff to celebrate the classics the tying in an awful lot with the blu-rays coming through uh so there's a it's like a renaissance really for the original proper doctors as well isn't it really celebrating all this stuff it's nice mm. Yeah, to it see part nice. of it. I mean, you talked there about the Five Doctors set, Ian, and, and to be honest, mm. I will not be able to resist that. No matter what's <laughs> in it, I and I, I'm sure that I've seen, now you've mentioned that one, I'm sure that I have seen some sort of uh, prototype for a Richard Herndl, a specific yeah. Richard Herndl figure in the, in the past. But sometimes these things, they turn up on social media, don't they, or on somebody's mm. YouTube channel, and as a, just as a concept, and then they may disappear again for another few years it's it's the same with star wars figures i think it's an industry thing yeah as long as as long as you know if the five doctors uh, box set does come out it comes with a black triangle it's all good yeah. <laughs> i mean they've had the awesome. i mean I'm sure, I'm sure we've all seen the prototypes for the uh, years ago for the character options yeti which was never released. Mm, and of course, yeah. the second Doctor yeah. from the Five Doctors, which was the Doctor in his fur coat. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful sculpt, but it's never seen the light of day. And there's so much they can do with these figures. But I, personally, I'm just glad that character options are churning these things out just to keep themselves going. Um, and, 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 and long may it continue. Mm. Mm. Good, good on them. Uh, staying with Daleks for the time being, everybody, but bang up to date. Yes, uh, Doctor Who, apparently is filming at the moment somewhere in in the Cardiff Penarth area and we have we have this picture of a a monster what could that be <laughs> yes, another the, bum recurring shot. Theme, the recurring theme on type 45 like if he have build us bums now that's his belt this time Ian. That's i think they're doing it deliberately now to get exposure you know <laughs> Literally, yeah, he'll get out of a timeline there. Won't he? No, that that is that is apparently his belt. We are safe, but yeah, this is this is a Dalek being loaded off a truck by some masked individuals. I think John Bishop's giving them a hand there, but the Daleks are back for series thirteen. They Looks must like be getting towards the end of design. the show. 
Dan. It looks like a classic design. Dalek. No, that's the usual yeah. RTD bronze Dalek. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they've, they've brought it back. But I did wonder, because obviously they've got his, um, his two appendages all wrapped up there in bubble wrap. Maybe we'll get some sort of new variant, because that does look rather thick. But then again... You know, it's hard to say. What Just like Chibnall, rather thick. But I, was, <laughs> but I was wondering, who is is anybody surprised to see the Daleks back? Because people have contacted me. In fact, Queen Charlotte, who's watching in the chat now, she contacted me and said, Dan, Dan, the Daleks are back. Are you excited? And no. quite honestly, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's even though I love the Daleks, as we've just been talking about, I couldn't muster up any enthusiasm. And, you know, I'm struggling, you know, I'm, it's, it's common knowledge, I think, out there, anybody who follows the show, that uh, I'm struggling with everything that's going on with uh, TV Doctor Who at the moment. But, yeah, I'm very cynical about, about Daleks. And, um, and I think, well, is there really any... Is there any way that they can innovate? Just bringing them back year after year after year for basic runaround adventures... And falling back on that classic design, the golden design there, Ian, as you, as you said, mm. you know, because they've tried. You know, Stephen Moffat tried as well, didn't he, to break the mold and to and to push the Daleks onto the next level. He did, he did it well. And he was successful to some extent, but yeah. he ultimately f uh, fell back. Chris Chimnall mm. recently tried to innovate as well too, and from watching that last special, I think he also fell back oh, on the on the classic design. So yeah, I kind of like to. <laughs> uh, sorry, like Chibnall's of, version of the Daleks looked like dustbins. They really do. They did a little bit. Crazy, yeah. They and both of those designs, though, both both Moffat's uh, in 2010 and the ones that Ch uh, Chibnall brought through a couple of years ago, they've uh, both, I think, in Quebec, they've altered the altered the silhouette of the Daleks when they, they do that. I think there's a more sensitive redesign. But you've got to think, you know, it's it's also it gets people talking. You know, it gets people Does talking anymore, about though? the Daleks. Well, no. yeah, yeah. Well, back in back in the time when there was a new design Dalek, it's like, oh my god, what they've done to yeah, the Daleks. Yeah, yeah. So it generates that publicity. Any any publicity for the show is publicity, be it good or bad publicity. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced that it does get people talking anymore. I'm Look, not convinced either. Hands up who has already seen that photo. I hadn't seen it before today. It clearly isn't doing the rounds very much. I, and, and to be perfectly honest, the general public really couldn't give two stuffs. So I actually don't think it does get people talking. I, 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 I just don't think people are really very interested think, anymore. I think I'd feel better about five, six, seven years ago it would have. But oh, not yes, necessarily. you're right. Yeah, yes. yeah that, that, that's, that's what I meant. Not, not necessarily oh, now. No, well, that's when the show was the show was popular five uh, five yeah. or six years ago. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, up until 2017, it was it was actually popular. The problem you've got with modern Who is they've turned the Daleks out every single year, probably due to contractual reasons. Mm. Um, but going back to 2004, and that's something we we will learn about one day, but not just yet. But <laughs> they have turned they have turned it out every single year, and that takes away the element of the power of the Daleks. Really, no pun intended. I mean, if you go back to the original series. There was a huge space between Dalek stories eventually. I mean, look, we didn't get anything really um, in Tom. With two stories in Tom's time in a seven-year tenure, one for Davison, one for Colin, one for McCoy, it, it, and, and that's. It's a shame that they've become familiar now. They've become part of the woodwork that's in what, a way yeah, that nobody's interested anymore. Oh, it's the Daleks are back. Oh, <laughs> and but you know, con concentrate on bringing the show back properly. That's what I would yeah, say to them. I, I didn't bring that up as a way of sort of not necessarily knocking Chris Chibnall because I think it's something. I think it's a broader problem 
not problem, broader issue with the show that I, I can't, I think the last really memorable creature that uh, that dug itself deep with both the fandom and the public was probably the Weeping Angels. Mm. And that's been been some time ago. I think the silence came came close because they were that's so silence. stark, Barnaby. They were they were yeah. they were so solemn and stark. But I'm really struggling to to uh, really be able to sort of land on anybody anybody since anything anything that sort of um, got people talking in the, in the same way since. And that's been that's been a long time now too. So whilst the Daleks, you know we all we've just built and cooed over plastic daleks but yeah i you're right simon i mean this picture is not doing the rounds the way that that on set photographs would have done a few years ago and uh, yeah i i think well if it was a, a cyberman or a zygon or whatever else would it be any different maybe no, maybe a no, little because be. i think no but we expect but jt we expect we kind of expect with this show, that the Daleks will be back every year, whether whether there's something interesting to do with them or not, and I think that's a sh I think that's a shame. It ties into what you were saying about about the the eighties and the seventies. They brought them back when they'd got a good story to tell, when they got something they genuinely wanted to do with the characters. Mm. But then again, you know, we've had the word now that the Weeping Angels are in this alleged new series, the Sontarans are in this alleged new series, the Daleks oh, are in this, and there was somebody else with it. Nobody gives a toss. Because we've all left it as fans. We don't like the new version. We don't like the woke version of Doctor Who. We don't like the Chibnall area. We're, we're not, we've walked away. We're not interested. They can, they can bring back whatever they want to. It's not going to get us going, oh, we're excited, because we don't care. But and the public are the same. What's interesting, JT, there is that by the sounds of it, they are literally throwing everything at this yeah. new series to just try and and, and drag it back to, to some degree of popularity by, yeah. by chucking in all of the classic monsters um and that just smacks of desperation anyway it really uh, did it really because you've still, you've still got you've still got a piece of wood opposite them haven't you so come on yeah well that dalek yeah, is that dalek is being dragged in there whether it wants to be dragged in or not say a couple of, a couple <laughs> of hellos a couple of hellos to people watching in the chat we've got we've uh, reminded uh, vanessa law here of the skittle dalek controversy uh, of uh, 2010 of course the big yeah. there yeah and we've got a hello everybody from wendology hello Good to see you again hello. wendology with with your with your friend there hello. on your shoulder yeah, and, with a lovely yeah, pussy We've got Hi, Dwayne. <laughs> it never doesn't get a laugh, does it, that gag? We've got, yes, Dwayne Bunny here <laughs> watching from Tasmania. Good day, guys, says Dwayne. Good to see you here, Dwayne. There's from Tasmania? A little later on from Dwayne. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll be checking in some more with him wow. later. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've got lots and lots of chat, of, uh, chat and comments. Please, please keep them coming. Yeah, but I did I did one. Where is Tasmania? Tasmania. I thought I, well, that's why Tegan came to mind, wasn't it? Get out. Stop it. <laughs> well, if, look, if we're if we're not pleased, necessarily pleased to see to see the Daleks, I think I've got something here, a bit of a white pill that I think everybody will have been pleased to see. Now, I've got I didn't watch this, but a little a little while ago, where where is my picture? Hold on, I think I've lost it. Have I lost it? Hold on one moment. Yeah, so I've got a picture somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Where it up, are Anthony. we? Not I know. I've, I've built it up. It's got <laughs> Nicely handled. I've got, I've got it. I've got it. Here it is. So yes, uh, obviously the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who fan base, and those actors that we talked about earlier on, Ian. You know how they all interact with one another 
and with us, it is like a big family. And you, know, you could say that it's kind of like an extended family too, because there are some actors, they may, may have only been in it once or twice or whatever, but when they make a big impact, we latch onto them. And I think when they're national treasures too, even more so. Now, a lot of us grew up watching this guy in various shows. And uh, of course, he was a, yeah. a huge oh, yes. success. Oh. A yeah, huge success in One Foot in the Grave in the 90s. This is Richard Wilson. Now, uh, he was out and about at the BAFTAs on Sunday, just gone. I don't watch the BAFTAs. I couldn't care less. But no, I saw this here. picture. I, uh, 85 years of age now, Richard Wilson is. Wow, I, I don't believe wonderful. it. Wow. <laughs> wonderful. Well done, Mega Geeky. Very good. Oh, but if you remember, of course, Richard Wilson, you may think, why is he talking about Richard Wilson? Richard Wilson was, of course, the, the guest star of The mm -hmm. Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, mm -hmm. really. He was tremendous in that part. By that time, a, a, a national treasure, really, for playing Victor Meldrew, One Foot in the Grave, and, and all the other sitcoms and dramas that he'd done right the way from the 70s through the 80s. But I don't know if you guys remember, a few years ago, Richard's health did take a turn for the worst, and he hasn't been seen in public many times since. And yet, even though he's only peripherally associated with Doctor Who, I just thought it was delightful to see Richard up and about there. He's about to turn 85, and uh, a big beaming smile on his face. I just thought it was lovely. <laughs> isn't, is, isn't he an actor that absolutely should have played the Doctor? You know, he, yes. he's one of the yes. great actors that we miss as the so? Doctor. Oh, absolutely. And I think his, his performance in The Empty Child just shows it. it. It's those kind of actors that I think really the role demands now. It needs somebody with some gravitas, some character, something about them, some acting ability. Um, and and Richard, and, and he has all of that in absolute bucket loads. And his performance in, in The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances is just a joy to watch throughout. I love that bit at the very end when, when the lady came and said, I, I had a wooden leg when I came in here, Doctor. And he said, what is it? He says, is it, Are you sure? Could you have What was that hospital comedy you did back in the 70s? What was that called? Can oh, anyone remember? Only When I Laugh. Only When I Laugh. Thank you. Yeah. James Bolam and Peter, Peter Bowles. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we talked about last week. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Have yep. any of you have any of you in Kubiak or JT? You're the you're the guys who've sort of met most of the stars. Have you met Richard Wilson anywhere? Yeah, yes. once. Yeah. yeah. What was he like? <laughs> real, real nice gentleman. Very, very uh, polite. Uh, it was a very short uh, meeting. It was at an event. Um, yeah, really, really lovely. Yeah. I met him. In, I the... met him in um, so Soho House. Um, he, 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 oh. the, the words he said to me was, "Pass, can you pass my sandwich?" Because he had a sandwich on the bar. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> conversation I had with him, I went, "Oh, okay, there you go." Uh, <laughs> and then when he went away, I'm... I went, "I don't believe it. It's really <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't." <laughs> but yeah, I, I met him once. One or more of you would have. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? I knew one one or more of you would have done because b between yeah. us, we seem to have met met a fair <laughs> few of them. But yeah, I've, I've always really liked him. Always really enjoyed him in things. And you know, obviously, obviously, eighty five. That's a that's a great age. But um, yeah, I just thought it was when when he was out of the public eye. You know, I, I was you get worried for people, don't you? Just hope they're okay. You hope they're safe. You hope that they're sort of recovering, particularly when they've been ill. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was lovely to see him out in his trainers, but with his dicky bow on there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, clearly happy to be out there at the Baftas, whether he had a good time at the Baftas or not. 
I wouldn't like to say. I'd say probably not, but uh, you know, at least, at least he was at the house, say, hey, Richard. So, yeah, it's a uh, happy birthday for your upcoming 85th birthday, Richard. It's good to see you up and about. Well, don't they get fed and get a little drinky at the BAFTAs? I bloody hope so. I'm having to sit through no, it. Worth going then, Richard. Good for you, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and talking about birthdays and all those things, it's that mm. time again in the live stream. Yeah, this is over to you, Simon, because you know when everybody's birthday was, don't you? And all those kind of dates. And so we're going to check in now with your 500 year diary. This is the bit, JT. The queue's coming. This is. Oh, thank you. This. This is on this day, yes, the 8th of June, without mate, without right, everybody. <laughs> yes, right, okay, here we go. Well, as Ian has already mentioned, um, that, which way? That way. As Ian has already mentioned, <laughs> yeah, Colin Baker, Colin Baker, bless him, is 78 today, so happy birthday to the, to the great man, Colin yes. Baker. Absolutely, what a what a what a legend! Um, and uh, also, yeah, as, as you can see from the photo there, also this week, David Troughton is seventy-one. Um, well known, obviously, as playing King Peladon in the Curse of Peladon. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be seventy-one this week. Uh, Kit Peddler, bless him, would have been ninety-four this week. Kit Peddler, Kit Peddler was the co-creator of the Cybermen, wasn't he, Simon? Absolutely, along with Jerry Davis, <laughs> Kit Peddler was kind of the scientific brains behind the Cybermen, and he would have been 94 this week. He died in 1981, age 53, bless him. Um, oh. Yeah, poor, yeah, poor old Kit. And, uh, and and my sort of who's hero for this week, uh, who's, who has would have had his birthday today, is in my estimation the great, great Peter Grimwade, who would have been 79 today, had he not died in 1990, aged 47. I know, he was so young. Wow. And Peter Grimway, as I say, is my absolute hero for this week. He had 13 credits on Doctor Who. He started as a production assistant on Spearhead from Space. The Demons, uh, which he was even uncredited on, went on to Robot, Ian. We're back to Robot. Peter Grimway (laughs) was the PA on that. Pyramids of Mars, The Robots of Death, Horror, Fangrock. He worked on some great stories. Absolutely. And then, of course, then, of course, this is when he becomes my one of my heroes. He, he went on to direct Full Circle, uh, Kinder and Earthshock, three absolute cracking JNT stories in my estimation. Earthshock mm-hmm. is absolutely up there. And he also wrote Time Flight, which we don't talk about. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> there, can't be too, there can't be too many Doctor Who figures, though, Simon, that have that had the chance to wear so many hats. Yeah, absolutely. And interestingly, he wanted to direct Time Flight because he was yeah. directing JNT stories in that era. Uh, he really wanted JNT to let him direct Time Flight. And I think they should have let him direct Time Flight. I think it would have been interesting to see what he did with his own quite dull story, in all, in all honesty, kind of put him on the spot. Um, I heard that um, he wanted to direct because he wanted a free ride on Concord or something. Or was that the writer? <laughs> that was all of them. That was all of them. <laughs> all of them. Absolutely all of them. <laughs> Could have been. Would have made a lot of sense. But he also wrote Morgan and Dead, which I think is a great story, and Planet yeah. of Fire, which which I also yeah. think is a, is a great story. But as I say, for me, his directing is what shines through, and Kinder in particular and Earthshock are absolutely you know, right up for, up there for me. And as I say, bless him, dying at 47. Um, such a, a talented, talented guy that we, mm. that we lost 
far, far too, too young. Um, also, this week, actually today in 1978, Tom Baker was on his way to Belfast um, on, on, a, on a, um, a helicopter, in fact, um, for a two-day goodwill visit to schools and hospitals. And I've actually, I've, I've, I've sort of, um, there we are, I've got actually the, 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 the official magazine to thank for this because they've highlighted this in their latest issue. Um, that yeah, Tom was off on on a on a, um, a an RAF helicopter to Belfast, and he visited schools in both the Protestant and the Catholic districts of Belfast to make sure that there was there was nothing there was nothing political there at all. I love this quote that they quote in, in the in the magazine from Tom. He says um, on 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 his way over on the British Army helicopter, he says, "I took great care to hug my long scarf close to me." My scarf was 20 feet long and it went through my mind that should it get entangled in the blades of a chopper, it would swing me clean out of the province, uh, which is just, <laughs> it's, it's just a great Tom Baker quote. So, yeah, today he was, uh, he was in that helicopter on his way over for a two-day visit to, to, to Belfast. And bless him, this is what Tom did so well. This is one of the reasons why I love Tom so much, because not only did he visit, apparently he visited two Protestant and two Catholic schools, completely off his own back nobody made him do this nobody knew nobody knew he was coming at the time to put it in context let's not he forget he wasn't flogging he wasn't flogging anything Simon absolutely nothing to flog and Belfast at that time was going through the troubles um and there were bombs going off left right and center killing people so so you know he took it upon himself to do that he even went and visited kids in hospital poorly kids in in in, in belfast hospitals so he was just one of those people it frustrates me a bit when we see a photo of certain actors playing the part recently that get trolled out saying oh look isn't this actor being brilliant at doing a selfie with this person i'm like no, you do what Tom did. You go to Belfast. You, you uh, at the time when his his life was in danger, um, and and you visit those kids in hospital, and that's that's what you do as a hero for me. Um, and and finally for, for for this week we've got um, we've got a couple of episodes. Um, Planet of the Spiders today. Planet of the Spiders. The final part is forty forty seven years old. Wow. Today. Wow. Uh, wow. and, and I don't know about anybody else, but I've got really, really fond memories of I was scared when I watched that. Yeah. Part six. I can I can still remember watching this. I cried my eyes out because I thought the doctor had died. I didn't understand at that age. How old was I? Six at that point. A tear Sarah. Yeah. And I, I a tear Sarah Jane, you absolutely yeah. it's beautiful. Um and yeah, I cried because I didn't know that the doctor was going and it had got spiders in which of my biggest phobia of terrified of spiders so i've just got really really vivid memories of this um and tomorrow as you can see from the photo there tomorrow it'll be 14 years since we saw blink um and i have to Good say blink is, yeah it's, it's one of my favorites um favorite of the modern era i have to be honest i, I know it gets comes in for a bit of stick but i love blink what's anybody else think of blink Love it. I love it too. I think Lovely. it's fairly well loved. In fact, generally, I think it's considered to be a bit of a classic, isn't it, Ian Kubiak? Yeah, I, I, um, I was lucky. Bizarrely, when it was transmitted, it was shown at a Doctor Who event, and it was shown on a big cinema screen. So to okay. see Blink like that, and it's very, very sort of cinematic anyway. Um, yeah, I, I like it. 
Best episode where the doctor was not yeah. in it. <laughs> Hardly in it. It's, it's, it's amazing to think it's 14 years ago. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cl classic, but new at the same time. And yes, you've rightly said to uh, John Pertwee to bow out on this on this day back then. On this very day. Seismic, yeah. seismic for, for children watching at the time, well, was, wondering on uh, earth who could follow that. And I think what's also interesting is we kind of think of um, season finales as being a thing of today. But Planet of the Spiders yeah. episode six is definitely it's a season finale. It builds yeah. to a finale. Not sure not every is. not every uh, classic series season ends on on, on such a, a a big episode. But I think they pulled the stops out with Planet of the Spiders six. Um, parts of Planet of the Spiders don't work for me. Episode two is literally tedious and intolerable the, the chase of, of, of episode two i think is the bit that you just want to skip that entire episode but other than that it's a cracking story and as i say they, they really pulled, pulled but they only out. did that for the for their leading man didn't they i mean he wanted to do it and it was his last story so why the hell not you know i i, I watched i watched that whole episode thinking you love this poetry. Yeah. <laughs> I remember JT's. It was only ever meant to be watched once, it, so it was yeah. so a bit self-indulgent. Yeah. There was no yeah. problem. It's only because we watch it again now and and, and rewatching it, it gets a bit it gets a bit heavy weather. But for the first time, you see it. Certainly, as a six-year-old kid, I just I just loved Fabulous. loved yeah. all of that. That was this was the point where I was absolutely becoming obsessed with Doctor Who. You know, I can really I can really <laughs> down and finally for today on saturday and this is this is absolutely key for me on oh, saturday goodness. the demons part four will be exactly 50 years so we are now right in the middle at this moment in time we're slap bang in the middle of the demons being exactly 50 years ago this week which wow. let's be honest is is quite significant i think that's that's what you call a milestone Pretty mm. extraordinary. Yeah, um, I mean, you could say, and I say this all the time, in fact, <laughs> that us Doctor Who fans are always celebrating the anniversary or, or marking the anniversary of something. And when you've got a legacy of the best part of 160 classic stories there, Barnaby, odds are that something, something important or something that means a lot to one person or another will have aired on this day at some point in history. But obviously, some stories they cast longer shadows than others, don't they? And and there's something about the demons, isn't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, talking about crying at um, finales, I think Case of Androzani is definitely a uh, a finale, and I wept a wept a tear uh, during that uh, ending scene when he's just uh, uh, carrying Perry over to the uh, TARDIS, and that music comes, and all the heads come round. I mean, that that itself. <laughs> yeah. Die, Doctor! Die! Die! <laughs> die. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, a, what a nasty, nasty man that is! Yeah. Nasty man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but Absolutely. he did. He did. He, he drank that. That he. It was the last potion, and he gave it to, to Perry. Yeah. If, it, if it was Jodie, she'd probably drink it herself. <laughs> Perry <laughs> die. Yeah. But you know, that's the way it goes. But again, look at that. Yet again, Androzani episode four is is absolutely a, 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 well. It should have been the season finale. We, you know, I think we can forget the twin dilemma because that was please, the season finale. Please, and but again, the twin dilemma. And, then, and again. <laughs> With with the demons, with the demons, part five again to me. That's absolutely season finale in what in the sense that we think of now as a season finale. So this the is stakes not a new get thing. higher and higher and higher and yeah. higher and yeah. higher, don't yeah. they? 
We're, uh, we're touching the, the hearts and minds here of people watching in the chat. Uh, Vanessa Law says she prefers Time of Angels, but Blink is fantastic. Haven't got mm. Planet of the Spiders yet in my rewatch. She hasn't got to that yet. Right. Uh, when I watch Planet of the Spiders, says uh, Crimplin Doubloon. I'm still a six-year-old kid. Again, yeah, yeah. talked about this, this is the show that makes you feel like a kid again. He, he even likes the, yeah, the chase scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's we know is the point of contention. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, some people like it. Some of them don't. Uh, Cam Cam is also joining yes. us. Overused the angels, but I just watched Planet of the Spiders four days, four days ago on Pluto TV's Doctor oh, Who yeah. channel. We've talked about Pluto a couple of times, haven't we? They they stream yeah. classic Doctor Who, and you can't you can't sort of flit around the way you can on Netflix or Amazon. But if you if you just got back from the pub or you've got a takeaway on the go and you you fancy some Doctor Who going on in the background, yeah, I think that Pluto is a pretty good service. And uh, problem being, yes, we mentioned problem, hey, problem being, being. he's along, and he asks who he asks who's this sexy lineup then? Well, it wouldn't be for me to say. But <laughs> I'll tell you something. Place. Oh, Planet of the Spiders that, yeah. is going to look stunning on the Blu-ray when the, when uh, season eleven comes out on the uh, collector sets and the standard edition. Mm. It's going to look gorgeous because they'll be able to tie up all that cringy oh, CSO. Yeah. Well, it's going to look really so. quite glossy. I hope it's a shame they can't really do anything about the acting. Shame <laughs> 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 you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> on that. I just did. <laughs> can, I, can I just pick? Uh, I just want to pick up something that Simon mentioned about the demons. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh. We lost we lost Damaris Heyman um, mm. last week. Sadly, passed yeah. away, mm. um, and uh, <laughs> she was quite. She was a close friend of mine, actually, and um, I had hold. rung her on the phone. Well, can, um, I, can I ask you to hold that thought just for a moment? Yeah, so, yeah, we're sure. Gonna go, we're going, we've got a whole section coming up about, about Damaris because we know we know oh, that you knew yeah. her, so we've got that all all queued up. But yeah, for <laughs> now, Simon, thanks for that. We're yeah, we're going to close the diary, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> What's that all about? I'm going now. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, it's, it, 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 what he's done there, he's been raiding the BBC sound effects album from many moons ago. <laughs> and he's just he's, he's lifted that track. Yeah. I hated it then. I hated it in the Blackpool exhibition. And I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. Listen, JT, the fact that you think that is an actual bit of music from a Doctor Who episode when it isn't, it was specifically created for Type 40 by our friend Problem Being there watching in the chat. So, really, oh, sounds like so, I can't remember what it sounds like, but it does sound like something very familiar from the, the effects album. <laughs> if anyone remembers the sound effects album. Oh, I sounds like, very, very sounds a bit like Wotan. Yeah. It oh, does sound a bit like Wotan. You're right, actually. Oh, yes. More than a little. A so, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, going into the next next segment of the show. And as Ian Kubiak mentioned earlier on, uh, oh. a few days ago, the Doctor Who community, yeah, we, we lost one of those iconic actors who was on, only on the show for a, a relatively short period of time just those five weeks as simon rightly said 50 years ago back in 1971 as uh, one of the uh, sporting cast of of that five-part story the demons and it was uh, damaris Heyman who's passed away at the age of of 91 and wow. this uh, this actress uh, immensely well recognized well liked 
a, a string of delightful performances in TV and cinema, stretching back decades. Doctor Who fans had immense affection for for this woman, both for her work on screen and uh, because she was such a, a presence at conventions over the years. Uh, she played Miss Hawthorne, of course, in The Demons, the, uh, the White Witch of Devil's End. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's a remarkable performance. It's unforgettable. It's, she kind of steals the story. And in a seminal Doctor Who adventure like The Demon, Simon, that is, that's no mean feat, is it? I mean, here, well, here well, we are. These are some magic moments here with her playing, <laughs> playing Miss, Thor Miss Hawthorne. I mean, and, and this is just a fraction. She interacts with everybody, and she shows so many different sides to this character. And, uh, and everything that you see her in, come to think of it, that there's such a, a quality and, and such an authenticity to everything that, that this actress did. I, well, in many ways, left I mean, the, de the demons literally revolves around her in many ways. She's like the centre of, 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 of a hurricane, kind of, and everything else is whizzing around her, and she's the eye of this, <laughs> of this hurricane. And, 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 and part of that is the writing. Undoubtedly, part of that is the writing, because it's excellent writing. Mm. But absolutely, at least 50% of it is Damaris, because she just absolutely nails this part. She was born to play this part. Nobody could do it better than, than she did it. It was inspired and, casting, wasn't it? Inspired yeah. casting. Just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And you, you almost wonder one... whether the part was actually written for her. I don't know. In many of these classic. <laughs> Yeah. they often had in mind who they weren't and you wonder whether it was because it is she's basically playing herself because <laughs> obviously barry barry let's wrote this story pretty much didn't mm. he and yeah. he had a habit of, of putting in actors because barry let's was originally the actor and he had a habit of bringing put through people that he'd worked with himself when he was an actor other actors that that he'd got a relationship with i suppose and and maybe as a writer as well he could imagine certain actors in certain parts the demons was just one line of a huge filmography for this actress mm -hmm. but yeah i did i want to come to you now in kubiak yes she she was a friend of yours wasn't she how did you come to meet damaris and obviously i'm well, sorry for your loss no well it, i think it's a loss for for all of fandom actually um so i met her back in the 90s she lived in cheltenham and i i live in gloucester so uh and you just hear oh do you know there's a lady who's in doctor who blah, 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 blah. and then mm. i just met her met her uh, at an event somewhere and then over the years we would stay in contact so I, I would go and see her and um ironically there is a a reunion at oldbourne in august on the 7th and 8th and uh we've got katie richard and john and yeah. a couple of the other guys from the supporting cast and uh sadly damaris um moved into a um i'm sure it's fine to say this now moved into a nursing home just as the pandemic started because she had people who'd come and check on her, but that just couldn't happen. So she had to go into a nursing home and um, we were trying to arrange something that she could be involved in some way because she went to the last reunion, which was not uh, two years ago, uh, the same organizers doing a weekend event and, um, and I'm going to help, help, help there uh, as well. Um, and I think with, with, with Damaris is that what, you, you know, her mind was so sharp. She could tell you everything that happened on the show. I think it, people fell in love with her. Uh, Keith Barnfather, for example, 
who did uh, the the spin off the devil uh, the white witch of devil's end oh but yeah absolutely i mean that's that's you know it it just showed and she won two awards uh, for that uh, it's the production has been entered in for awards and uh, sadly uh, she couldn't actually receive the actual um award for it um but but she knew of it and i'd spoken to her a couple of days before she passed and i was supposed to have gone and seen her saturday just gone because now you can go and visit people in care homes and it was about arranging something for her to have some sort of involvement for the upcoming old board event but sadly it wasn't meant to be but but you know if if anybody who who has never been to oldborn i and i'm not just saying this because i'm i'm helping it's not my event so i don't need to plug it um but go go because it's not just about the demons you've got um uh, who else is that you've got sophie aldred going on the sunday you've got fraser going on the saturday fraser hines um that and I, I will i'll put a link up to to it if that's okay for you to share dan uh but cool. you know it's going to be a fantastic weekend and it'll be outside on the village green nothing has changed in 50 years and i believe there's there's going to be a, a replica of bessie there as well and it'll be a fantastic weekend for fans to come together you know uh that you know possibly for the first time in over a year really in person and, and ian is right for anybody that hasn't yet been to oldborn um it is truly a you any doctor who fan has to make a pilgrimage to oldborn at some point and mm. you will not be we've talked about this before but you will not be disappointed ian's right it hasn't changed one iota pretty much since the demons so you arrive in oldborn and it is literally like just walking into the demons um and 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 it's and firstly it's a beautiful village it's a magnificent village and secondly as i say it's so immediately instantly recognizable it's a it's a beautiful place to go to so if you're a who fan at some point make that journey to allborn you won't be disappointed do you know what got got me about um damaris's passing it wasn't just it, it was it was the fact that it wasn't just Doctor Who fans that were sharing their mm. their upset and their yeah. grief. It was the entire industry and any social media page based around something to do from archive television to television in general to the actual um, pages of the likes of uh, you know industry specialists and all this sort of broadcast. Everybody acknowledged that this gorgeous, gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful softly spoken woman had passed on and i've never quite seen that in recent years when it comes to you know when somebody passes on doctor who fans we all do our bit and we all oh, but to see everybody else joining in that as well and say oh lord look at this and all this oh that that got to me and i thought my gosh you know look at the impact she had through her entire career because she goes right back to some wonderful amazing stuff a picture of which we have there i was i was i was actually like wow that's incredible that to, have, to have been personal friends with tony hancock and mm -hmm. people like margaret Rutherf rutherford i understand Rutherf the, yes yes she yeah. does. Um, yeah. uh, uh, margaret rutherford uh, gave uh, damaris one of her cloaks that she used when she was playing miss marple, miss marple. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'd like to know where that is because i'd flog it one, one of the things that really strikes me with this is she is, bless her, she's one of the last great eccentric actors that, that we, yeah, we've yeah. lost as well. And heck, there are so few of them left. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to begin to count them on the fingers of one hand. Um, but, but generally, we, we, we are losing great eccentric, interesting actors mm. 
um, yep. because they are it, they are of an age that is now sadly almost past, and that's what breaks my heart yep. with Dan. I totally agree because I, I, she I totally is one same, same as Beatrix Learman. She's she, you know same yep. as John Pertwee, same as Tom Baker. So many of these great actors are yep. true eccentrics um, in the best possible sense. And those are the actors that are interesting to watch. And I think, JT, that's why a lot of the industry is picking up on, on Damaris passing, yeah. because she was recognised throughout the industry as one of these great eccentric actors, an interesting actor that, that we're losing too many of. And certainly, that's certainly tying in with what you're saying there, Simon. She was one of the those, that, those, those legends, those icons of, of proper British acting talent and caliber yeah, and the, the, uh, going right back to the musical days you know she had the, the links into the musical families i mean come on this, we, we, talked to, little, sad days now. we talked a little about richard wilson earlier on and and ian diaz you know i mean look at this you, check out some of the names here of these shows steptown son here we've got on screen there she's is with wilfred bramble and harry h corbett <laughs> i mentioned tony hancock earlier on but she was also in get this for a list of shows so we've got one foot in the grave steptoe and son says les with les dawson she worked oh, yeah. with Ronnie Barker on various pilots for shows. She was in Love Thy Neighbor. She was in Clarence again with Ronnie Barker, The Liver Birds. She was in The Young Ones, Barnaby too. Can yeah. you, this, this is like, it runs it's the everywhere. gamut of yeah. classic she was in the Pink Panther. TV. She, she was. was in The Pink Panther. She was, wasn't she? I've forgotten that. Yes. I've got a list, a list of films here. The Pink Panther yeah. Strikes Again, a, 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 a St. Trinian's movie yeah. when she was very young. The yep. uh, Confessions of a Driving Instructor movie with Robin Asquith. The great <laughs> Robin Asquith. She was in Michael Palin's The Missionary. Ian Kubiak. All, all these credits. This, wow. this career for, for this actress, this really recognisable actress, the British public did recognise her, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And how did she feel about them? How did she feel about fans? Was she humbled uh, she, by it? Yeah, she always made time for them. Uh, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough, you know, in, in the last sort of five, ten years to drive her to various events. You know, she, she you know, I, I don't want to make out that, you know, we were best mates and like would phone every yeah, day. You know, it would be it would be a, a distant friendship and she would phone to say, oh, I've been invited to such and such a place. Would you mind driving me or taking me on the train? And I was like, yeah, no, that, that's fine. It's, it's a day out and we would catch up and have a cup of tea, slice of cake and that sort of thing. But uh, the, the one thing I noticed is that when fans were with her, they were in awe of her because I think she, she, there was the beaming intelligence, you know, and, um, and she, she, she could remember everything that she's always done. And, um, mm, I, I, really? I, she, she, yeah, she, she was invited and I took her to, um, I think it was on the buses and on the buses event. Um, and, um, again, you know, she, she was able to remember, uh, you know, it was a small part wow. that she did on that. And, and the, 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 there were about 30, 40 fans there, but you know, they, they all made time for her and, and like Matthew's just put up on the, said that an amazing career. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure she will um, never, never be forgotten by Doctor Who fandom. And, uh, uh, well, anybody who, anybody who remembers, we've got a, a caption up on screen here. Sadako watching in the chat. This is her famous. Uh, 
a famous right. line from the young ones just the simple delivery do you dig graves to, yeah. to neil the hippie character wasn't it it's it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> yeah. line and, and then she just pretty much just walks off into the smoky distance yeah. incredible stuff <laughs> and she was in filthy rich and cat flap too with, with rick mail and aid edmondson and uh, yeah i mean she played uh, she played the, the character who's uh, Victor Meldrew sees an advert, doesn't he, for some shoes oh. that are for sale. And he goes round to the address that's listed in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. You remember this one, Barnaby? Yeah, <laughs> what does he find when he, get, when he gets round to the address? What does he find? He, com uh, he comes in and, the, and she's there and just goes like, well, I, my husband's just died recently and I won't have any use for the shoes, obviously. And he goes, oh, fine. Well, uh, they threw here. She goes, yes, opens the door. Her husband's there, dead. <laughs> On in the sofa, and she's just there. She bends down and takes, starts taking his shoes off. <laughs> goes, um, size good. ten. That was your size, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the thing she, with Damaris as well is that you were saying that Ian about um about about how she was adored in a way by the fact. The reason for that was she just had this presence, and and you can actually use the word magical without any irony yeah. at all. Yeah. Because yeah. she was an actress and she knew how to put the audience in the palm of her hand and mm -hmm. how to work them and how to respond to them. And that, that talent, that ability that a lot of the modern day actors haven't got because all they want to do is get on the telly was, was, was just, it just absorbed you and you were just there and you, oh, Oh, just amazing. Different, it's a different era when it comes to actors. I mean, Barnaby should know this. Um, at that moment in time, there was, that was a very particular way of performing wasn't well, it, it, it you... well eccentric actors can't exist anymore you can't yes. be eccentric you know otherwise yeah. you know someone why, why do you say it. why do you say that barnaby well, i think you can't really be too you've got to you've got to have a certain like public persona i think mm, okay. i think yeah. some people get rather so well particularly people get sort of like worried i think if you're a bit too eccentric yeah and to go out there because yeah i mean people don't really like <laughs> People don't really like too many opinions, so yeah. I don't know. But it's, uh, such, yeah. it's such a shame, though, because those yeah, those yeah. are the actors that just probably so be yourself. Probably be yourself. But that's what that's what made that's what made you being British. Uh, and when you look at some of our classic television and our movies, you can. I mean, we stand out so much from everybody else in the world because we have that ability to have that twinkle and to have that way of delivering a line, or the double entendre, or all this stuff you can't do today. And, and it's such a shame. It really is. I mean, you would never be able to do the likes of those original Margaret Rutherford, Miss Marples now um, the same way, you know, for the reasons that Barnaby's saying. You wouldn't be able to do any carry on now, would you? I mean, come on. I, 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 mean, think, how, how, I think outrageous. It's, it's because um, it was steeped in stage work, most actors yeah. of that time. It was yeah. all the very much throwing your voice out and being very over the top and stuff. Like mm. when TV came along, these theatrical actors had to kind of rein them in and they found the perfect balance between being over the top and in the middle for tv and she yeah. was one of them she found that she found that balance she found who she was as a persona on tv and that's why people remember her you know but also today, also when, completely different today well yeah Sorry. you're right ian and also generally now we have actually sort of allowed the great british eccentric to die off because it, as yeah. barnaby says it's not acceptable now you know if you are eccentric you're probably going to get locked up or you know there's a, a various version of what eccentric is or you're going to come across as competitive or argumentative and that's a shame because that was really part of our british heritage to have that off the wall you mean look well, at oscar wilde for crying I suppose, out. You, I suppose you could say i suppose you could say that the legacy i suppose you could say that the legacy of such actors as as damaris Heyman, ian you can see yeah. a little of her in people like miranda hart 
It's changed, though. The, the way actors are now has changed. As I said, it was all steeped in theatre at that moment in time. Everyone yeah, yeah. From, from Hartnell straight through to Tom, straight through to even Peter, they were all very much born on stage. They are all very well, much um, stage performers well, until they went into the further, BBC. Even further than that, Ian, of course, they'd learned their craft through cabaret, not just yeah. on stage doing... Yep. doing uh, I, I, I don't doubt that Damaris probably played Madame Arcati at some point in her career on stage uh, in the early days. But, but as I say, people like John Pertwee and, and those other great eccentrics... Had, had learned their craft through through um, yeah, through yeah. through cabaret, um, and so they knew how to work an audience. I mean, I'm interested, Barnaby. Are you saying that you, are you saying that you can't be yourself today? Is that what you're saying as an actor? Barnaby, not be himself. Yeah, get over. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking. There's a lot of uh, limitations on like be yourself. There's not really, not really much so much freedom about like um, you know just saying oh, I was just being eccentric or something like that. So and it. Because you've got to be so careful what you say when you're in like yeah. the public persona, yeah. and it's just quite fun to you know just have just say something without the fear of being arrested. Or I agree, <laughs> or, and, and that's or that's not the, that's not the world we're we're actually living in, is it, Barnaby? You're absolutely right, and I think that's one of the reasons why. I mean, Ian, you're going on about the, the eccentrics in theatre, but actually, when I was a boy, we had eccentrics in real life. Yeah, we have is. great British eccentrics yeah. all around us. And yeah, okay, when you're kids, you tease them and think they're mad and what have you. But we had eccentric teachers. Uh, I remember a very eccentric fireman. Uh, and he was a man and he, he was a fireman, story. so that's it. Uh, you know, but, I, you know, but when I was a kid, you know, uh, some of our grandparents were eccentric. The great British eccentric is now gone because it's yeah. no longer allowed and it's always been looked at. My and God, I think that yeah. does affect some of the character actors, the alleged that's character actors of today. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend, I have a friend named Anthony and his dad, they, they came from Nigeria in the 60s to come over in England. And his dad um, thought that wearing a bowler hat and a suit and have an umbrella, umbrella and walk and walk yes. into, to find a job. He thought that was being English. That he is now English because he has the bowler hat and, the, oh, yeah, and he's the more English stuff, than English. You know? it sounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's the, that was the tone of the time, you know, and and it Absolutely. went straight through into the 70s and it was still there in the 70s, kind of kind of slowly peeking out in the 80s and stuff like. That. And that's yeah. and that time that's where they breed breed those 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 actors. That's how they were. That's I what, what time they came the, from. You know, over the years, over the decades, yeah. the production team. The production teams, sorry, on Doctor Who have, uh, have sort of found that and mined that seam of great British eccentrics for both the parts such as Miss Hawthorne and even for the main cast. And I just want to, mm. I just want to read out this, this tribute to Damaris here from Katie Manning, the, uh, the arguably the fairy godmother of Doctor Who. And she said, mm. uh, an incredible woman, friend and actress has gone on her awfully big adventure. We instantly became lifelong friends. I will always feel such gratitude. Damaris Heyman touched and enriched my life so strongly. She will be a huge, loving... <laughs> she will... Uh, so, so, uh, so strongly, sorry. She will be a huge, loving smile in my memory forever. Lovely. How lovely. Can I, can I just say very, something about... Um, can I say, uh, again, going in with the eccentric bit, I, uh, when I met Damaris many, many, many years ago, and I'm sure it was at an Oldbourne gig as well, possibly by Galaxy 4, I think, maybe, but we spent 35 minutes talking about the, uh, the beauty of 
Eclairs, chocolatey eclairs. I have no idea how, but we were on the same wavelength. Does that sound like the lady that you knew? Yeah, yeah, she likes cake and a cup of coffee. Yeah, lovely lady. So, so I'll, I'll give you the final, the final word in this tribute. Then, Ian, uh, what do you think we'll, we'll miss the most about about Damaris? I, I think, I think, to be quite honest, I think any future events at Oldbourne, that is what we'll be missing. Will be her. Um, you know, like I said, there's the one coming up in in August, and you, you know, it just won't be the same. And I'm sure everybody will will raise raise a glass and. Um, of course toast her memory but but i feel mainly sad for for people who knew her better than i did people like uh keith barnfather and uh ian fraser a, a photographer who does wonderful know, uh fo photos um you know and 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 alex at the who shop and, and people like that who and the phantom films boys as well you know the the people that actually worked with her time and time again at events and things over the years and yeah such such it's it's sad, but you know we have we have wonderful memories of her. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And people are joining in in the chat. Yes, uh, sharing sharing memories of uh, of watching watching her in in her various roles, and mm. yeah, agreeing with with uh, Katie Manning's words there. You know, and and uh, yeah, it's it's very very touching. Dear Katie, here says Richard Brooks. Yeah, I mean, touching words. And uh, yeah, chocolate eclairs as well. That's also <laughs> bonding people together. Obviously, mm -hmm. rest in peace, Damaris mm -hmm. Heyman. Uh, big contribution. And I don't think you know, every time we watch the demons, obviously we're we're very very sad that she's no longer with us. But we're immensely grateful that she was with us and able to give that performance at all. And and, we're... And, and, and and on the one hand, it's so sad, obviously, that the demons is fifty, literally as we speak. But then mm -hmm. maybe that's just as it's meant to be. Maybe, yeah, maybe I think so. on the one, it, it feels very, very right. And I'd always worked in my season eight bo Blu-ray box set. I was working up to watching the demons, and next week in celebration of the fiftieth anniversary, and that's what I'm still going to be doing. And but now I'll be raising yeah. a glass as well, and it'll be just a little bit more bittersweet this time watching mm -hmm. the demons. Yeah. No, I get that completely. We're going to take a quick Type 40 break now for some adverts and clips <laughs> and whatever else. Time for you to grab a coffee and uh, do whatever else. Just and then a Claire. So, uh, yeah, Claire. maybe a Claire or two. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? So, yeah, meet us back here in a couple of minutes. Cheers. The Doctor is back to face an old enemy in a brand new adventure exclusive to BBC I. Colin Baker tackles the Cybermen in real time at bbc.co.uk slash cult. This man has just been to the dentist. He's brushing his teeth the way his dentist advised. For this he needs a good toothbrush, so he chose the Oral B+. Scientifically designed to be gentle on gums, yet tough enough to remove plaque effectively. People who care about their teeth and gums use Oral B+. When I was in the look-in office this week, I met the man who does a lot of the drawing for the cartoons, and he lent me these drawings of Danger Mouse. This is what it looks like before it goes in the magazine. They call it a picture strip, and this is the artwork. All these little bits are stuck on afterwards. And while I was there, they gave me a copy of this week's look-in with Tracy Ullman on the cover. I'll read it after Wind in the Willows. 
time is running out. Destiny of the Doctors is in your hands. In a game like nothing on Earth, with old enemies and new riddles. Doctor Who, Destiny of the Doctors. Out now on PC CD-ROM. It was only a question of time. Join the Doctor and Clara as the forces of evil attack. Battle the army of Cybermen. Beware the weeping angels. Spin and fly the TARDIS to different time zones. Connect the playsets. Build bigger adventures. Defeat the Ice Warrior. Save London from extermination. Doctor Who action figures and time zone playsets from character. Gosh, that, that voice, that, that that voice was really exciting, wasn't it? Join well, Doctor Who! <laughs> and that was in the day when kids were actually excited about Doctor Who toys. Gosh, that, doesn't that date it? You wouldn't get that advert <laughs> Yes, the, the Cybermen were are swarming. Uh, I want to tell you quickly, plug one other thing. Yeah, a quick shout out to Dwayne Bunny, who was in the chat earlier on. Dwayne is the co-host of the Sirens of Audio podcast. So they specifically talk about the audio adventures of Doctor Who, be they from Big Finish or from the BBC or wherever over the decades. Yeah, he's 60-odd he's, uh, episodes into this podcast with some great guests so far. And yeah, this week, uh, yeah, I've joined them. I'm a guest on episode 61 the podcatchers where we talk about doctor who podcasts funnily enough about some of the good ones <laughs> out there and uh, some of some about podcasting just generally as a thing why why on earth do we do it and bonding a little over that so i had a great conversation there with both Dwayne and philip and that's up on the podcatchers on uh, apple podcasts and spotify and various other places i think from tomorrow all the links are there ready in the description already so go over there Give them a follow. I think that's what you do on Apple Podcasts now. I think you have to f follow rather than rather than like. And yeah, and keep a listen out and let us know what you think or drop them a review or whatever if you can. If you've got a moment, and thanks for the invite, Dwayne and Philip. I really enjoyed. No, that 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 title, the Podcatchers, for some reason reminds me of the Seeds of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what they were doing <laughs> that's what they had in mind yeah yeah talking about links talking about links ian kubiak yes i uh i wanted to come to you next and yeah the whole i've named this edition of type 40 live that we're uh, we're getting scooped and that's a deliberate play on words because obviously you you've been running these events haven't you all the way through lockdown as Cygnus Alpha events, but under the mm. under the name of Spearhead. And you've got a new one coming up. This is early next month, isn't it? So why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about what you've got coming up next? Oh, well, I, I think I've been a bit ambitious with this event. So it's Spearhead Time Scoop on the 4th okay. of July. Um, a vast range of guests. In fact, I'm going to name, I'm going to reveal two guests that haven't been announced going to give you an exclusive in a few minutes um Brilliant. of two more guests but um it's it's looking at sort of the the season 24 we've got some guests from there we okay. we're doing a a, a bit of a, a reunion uh, hopefully for uh the uh, case of androzani uh we've got uh also uh because i i love the fact that eccleston was back 
with Big Finish. Um, we've got um, uh, Yasmin Bannerman, who played Jabe in e End of the World, uh, and a few other people from the Eccleston era. So it, it's a, a it's a, an, a a whole day event done over Zoom uh, with a wide range of different guests. So and also, I think really more exciting. I can't believe I forgot this one. Is that we're getting as many many of the Hartnell companions together as well? So we've got Caroline Ford, Peter Purvis, and Annika Wills. But Annika Wills will only be joining by the phone because uh, she she's not very good with ICT. So so we'll be able to hear her. And there's been some specially filmed um, introductions and uh, closing s statements that will go on the event as well. So, so I suppose I suppose you want to know who the ex the, the the other guests are. Yes, come on, give give us your exclusive. So you've got two it's guests no. you're about to reveal the identity of right Absolutely. now with us here on Site Forty Live. Yep. Everybody. So, so they literally confirmed this morning. So, which I'm really excited about. So we have the director of Time and the Rani and Remembrance of the Daleks, which is, uh, come on, put it all in the chat, people. Come on. Let's see if anybody's got the name. I, I, of course, I've. It's Andrew Morgan, obviously. Yeah. Andrew Morgan. So Andrew Morgan is is taking Fantastic. part. I've never seen Andrew Morgan interviewed that I know of. Oh right. Well, he he did a he he's done one previously for me because he he was there with when I had Terry Malloy and all of the Dalek directors from the eighties together. So he was there because he did remember the Daleks. Um, he also directed one episode of Blake Seven. Um, but all as well as. Um, uh, as uh, Andrew Morgan, we've got the amazing, and I've never ever spoken to him before, uh, Stephen Wyatt, the writer of Paradise Towers. Um, so, so they're they're coming along, and and there's still a few a few names I'm waiting to to hear back from, and um, so yeah, so there's going to be a sort of uh, a, a season twenty four real <laughs> theme to it, as well as other areas, and and as well we've got Sophie Aldred and uh, Andrew Cartmel as well so so yeah so it's there's five chats over the day you know five hours of of brand new interviews and oh Martin Turner oh, hi Martin I know Martin he, he, he comes along he buys his ticket and 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 as and, and as always when you buy a ticket you get a signed uh, postcard which will be sent to you by one of the guests of that day so one of these sort of things behind me will be signed maybe by Sophie Aldred or um Andrew Morgan, who knows? Who, who whatever you, you you never know what you may get, um, <laughs> and also I'm, and and you can buy your autographs as well from from those guests taking part. And and I'm also selling a, exclusively uh, signed uh, season twenty four DVD box sets where you can have it signed by Sylvester and Sophie and a couple of the, and the rest of the uh, guests from that season as well. So it was all on the Cygnus Alpha website. Well, I've put a link to your website in the description Thank you of this much. video. It'll be in the show notes to the podcast too. But every time we speak to you, you know, you always talk about the, you know these events, and it seems like they, they get more and more ambitious. This this one seems sort of bigger than ever, really. And the length yeah. of breadth of the guests that you've got. Well, I think I think this this is quite an ambitious one. You know, there's five chats, five, you know, five hours worth of of, of Zoom chats over the. Um, uh, over the day but but then i am taking a summer break so um okay. i won't be back i won't be back until well, at least uh, well well it, it's nice out there and people people want to go outside <laughs> i believe and and you know i'm at the i'm at the demons event in august i'm, I'm also going to be at uh another event in september the hoovers hooverville which is a great oh, yeah. 
uh, event in Derby. I'll be there. Uh, I'll see you there, Ian. Brilliant. Well, we can have a drink. That would be fantastic to meet you in person. I, I, I'm, I'm taking some guests to that event. I can't say who that is at the moment, but, um, yeah, I'm taking some guests to that. And then possibly in Oct I'll be back in October with Spearhead. So when, when, when it's starting to get a bit dark of an evening, we'll, I'll be back with doing some, some more virtual events. Hopefully, remind us because obviously you've run conventions for several years, haven't you? Traditional conventions in venues, and yeah. the, the whole Zoom, the whole virtual thing, was the whole thing about necessity being the mother of invention. You you put these original online events together during lockdown, wondering whether it was going to work or not for either the attendees mm. or the guests. But it arguably has. I mean, we can see in the chat now people who obviously there's some of your punters are here watching here on YouTube, and it's a <laughs> great stuff. Can't wait. Well done, Ian. Get your ticket in so you know people clearly love what you do so I, I do wonder how many ideas you have sort of ticking away in your head about things that you want to do next and people that you want to bring together next yeah i i, I mean I, I you know i always come up with ideas and it's usually when i'm chatting when i'm doing the the spearhead show uh, and and we're, we're chatting and then guests um uh, the attendees are able to ask questions and actually at the last last event I, I i allowed everybody to stay on and i asked them i said you know what do you want because it's your event you're the ones who are paying to 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 um um be here and and watch watch me waffle on uh, but then you know it's you get to ask your questions to to everybody as well so and and i think going forward there will be a future for for some type of virtual event because you know people like you know tuning in now to to your show you know from america australia and all over you know international travel isn't always going to be possible and people can't always get to events for whatever but you can get you know onto um a computer i mean i when i when we had to, uh, oh ian mccann yeah for example ian you're lovely you're you're you always uh, support it from america and thank you for your kind kind words there uh, Let's put a comment. I, so this is Ian McCann commenting along, watching on YouTube at the moment. He says, uh, "Ian Kubiak always has ideas, good ideas. Really enjoy his events. Been a great tonic through the pandemic. That must mean a lot to you hearing those words there." Ian. It it does, and I, and you know, the, I'm not the only one who does events. You know, there there there, uh, you know, there's other organisations who do who've been doing virtual events. There's been the big American companies, but. I'm not saying, you know, mine are better or worse, but what I offer is that level. It's live. It's it's like it is the next best thing to being at an event where you're there listening to the, the person and it's live. You know, it's it's not a pre-recorded thing. And, and then there's no sort of hard sale of, OK, now, now I pay $100 for a, a two minute one to one with them. No. <laughs> so but yeah but there's all there are there are you know there's always ideas you know and it, and it is about bringing people together to to be able to connect and i think uh that you were saying about being ambitious i think the biggest ambition which we succeeded with was with tom baker to have tom baker um earlier this year on the 40th anniversary of um Legopolis. and that was that was quite a a coup so to speak yeah well, that was the last time that you were in to talk about that. So yeah. that all went that all went well. It all went the way that you wanted it to because you were a little nervous about interviewing Tom, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And and it was <laughs> it, the 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 um the sort of funny thing was I had sort of ten minutes with him prior to like going live, as it were, or live and kicking. I don't know, depending on how you are. Uh, but uh, um, and he was asking me all these questions, and he. 
he then said about um he said oh so your surname where's it from and i said oh it's originally polish and given the backstory and then he then he said oh i must call you and i won't say what it was but it was my nickname from school and it and it was that magical moment of how does he know my name from school <laughs> and he just, he just said he, he he did this he goes I know things like that, like Tom Tom could do. And, and that, that was, you know, now there's it, an eccentric. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I hope to do more with Tom. Let's put it like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That does that does sound. Yeah, that's the Tom Baker. I think those of us who I've never met Tom Baker that does sound like the kind of the kind mm. of Tom Baker moment. I think most of us would like to if, have. If anyone could be psychic, you know, and would read minds, it'd be Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you're going to put your money on any of the doctors to, to, to yeah. turn out to be psychic, it probably... If anyone knows things, it's him. He knows too <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's remind people where and when they can, they can get involved with this. So yeah, all the links are in the description of this video right now, and they'll be in the show notes of the podcast version too. When that goes up, Ian's got a website. They can go and find out all the details about all the signings, can't they? The event itself, so time scoop, all the dates... Yep everything else that comes along with it, who's going to be there and what you're offering. That, all that's there on the website, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and you know, I think, I think it's, a, you know, it's a chance that you can, you know, see, see your heroes from the show, get, get your merchandise signed or, or get a signed photo. And, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it'll take your mind off things. And the, and the best thing is, is that, you know, we just had that commercial break, you know, for a few minutes, but there's always an hour between or a 40 at least 45 minutes between uh, each panel so you can go off and get your your cake and coffee and pizza and, <laughs> sounds tremendous yeah well anybody who who get who goes yeah let us know how it is and uh, yeah we'll we'll uh, hope you're going to come back and tell us how it went and what you've got planned next you're going to Oldbourne, you say over the summer that's that's the next one yeah yeah so i'm, I'm helping out at the Oldbourne event and um I, I'm taking some of the guests as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, um, and then again, going up, up to Hooverville, which Simon, you, you I mean, you've been uh, yourself and it's, yeah. it, it's a, it is a traditional uh, run by fans for fans event. It It's a wonderful it's, event. Oh, it is. It's a really good event. I've been to Hooverville for the past five or six years every year. And it's just a really, firstly, it's well organised. Secondly, mm. as you say, Ian, it is by fans, for fans. It's very small, very intimate, um, in a really nice way. It's one of the it's one of the nicest days you will ever have at a convention. Um, and it's, a, it's a fantastic venue that it's in in Derby. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend Hooverville to anybody out mm. there. And, 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 of course, um, one of our... One of our um, Great uh, followers of the show, and, and on the show every so often is uh, Gary Finizaire. He's he's one of the guys that that, that, that does some of the interviewing. Yeah, um, it's very good. It's a, it's a great great event. So I recommend Hooverville to anybody and everybody. Yeah, I uh, I love how you come up with the names for your for your events as well. And you're like me. You, you don't you don't have much fat on your titles. Your time scoop, yeah, that, that takes oh. you back. We've talked a little about the Five Doctors on the show. It's inspired my background this time too. And uh, I, yeah, it's it's memorable. I think so. You've I you've did, had yeah. uh, remind us some of you remind us what some of your other titles have been. I'd like to. <laughs> uh, Spearhead Day of the Time Lords. That was for the you know anniversary Not weekend. Um, Spearhead uh, Extermination Day. That was a Dalek themed event. Um, God, you've got you, you've got me here. Uh, 
the first one was Spearhead. <laughs> yeah. well, um, short, short and punchy and memorable. Yeah. Some um, people, yeah, sing the salva. But they do Spearhead. They do this. They do that. They do the other. I had a brilliant time at them. You're not going to mix your events. I don't think anybody's going to mix your events up with anybody else's. Yeah, I think Time Scoop is a great name for a convention. And yeah, best just of luck with everybody that. up together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, best of luck with it. Can't wait to hear how it goes. And it Thank did you, sort of inspire the choice of fan art this time as well, Ian. Because now, Ian, Ian Diaz, a few days ago, at the end of the last show, we talked a bit about fan art. And you reminded me about the augmented version of the war games that we looked at last year. Do you remember that? Kind of. I build them up, he knocks them out of the park. Yeah, so we talked about the fan art that we'd seen from the war games, where people had been into frames of the war games and added elements and did a bit of a George Lucas oh, and made gosh, it look yeah, like it was made just a few years yeah. ago. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we said, I wonder what that guy's doing now, because I hadn't made a note of who that was. I wasn't sure whether they'd done any more great artwork. So I went and I found it. I looked them up, I tracked them down. And have they done some good fan art? Well, it's inspired the choice of thumbnail for this video. So I'm going to look at that one first. And, of course, this is Time Scoop related too, Ian. So here we are. We've got Ooh. this one. This is Tim Hill is his name on Twitter. And this is yeah, the Sycorax. So this is clearly in the death zone on Gallifrey. And we've got a lone Sycorax warrior there. Uh, people have been scooped up or aliens or monsters have been scooped up and they're about to be deposited on the field of battle there with the Sycorax. Very evocative stuff, isn't it? That's a really good picture. Mm. Yeah. And if anybody I should be in the death zone, it is the Sycorax. I mean, they absolutely belong <laughs> in the death zone from Calfrey. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's more. It turns out this was part of a series. So uh, you've got another one here. Another one going back to the classic here. <laughs> Whoa. Oh dear! Got, uh, I don't know if you can see this. Those are Silurians there on pterodactyls. Ooh. Oh yeah, and they've speared a a, a Sontaran there. That's uh, three against one, or well, six if you include the pterodactyls, which isn't very fair. But then again, the Sontarans aren't very fair people, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're very warlike. <laughs> I, I love the fact they've got the, the Tower of Rassilon in the background there. I've always loved that design. Of, of mm. Tower of Rassilon. You see that siren going off, and yeah, yeah. that high pitch, That that apparently that was taken from the. Um, it was Peter Howell sampled that from the foghorn from the Queen Mary Two, I think it is. Yep. Um, really? and, and then obviously treated it to uh, to 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 get the 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 horn of Rassilon. As it's, the horn as it's of Rassilon. <laughs> there it is. There's another one here. We're back to, back at the tomb. A little bit closer. <laughs> For wow. the, uh, the uh, cheetah person and the crinoid, I think they're crinoid, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? They're, they're, they're just great shots. And I like the fact that the colours are actually quite muted. You would mm. be tempted to sort of go overboard on all the colours and make it look really mm. garish, and they haven't. It, it, it looks, it actually looks sort of very similar to how the Death Zone looks in the Five Doctors because of that, that grey Welsh sky. Isn't he I know, I, that, that big creature in the background? He's just sitting there on his horse. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, okay, not yeah. phase. Too <laughs> cool for school, I think. We've got one, one last one that makes up this series. More classic monsters. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> That's great. That's Why really would great. you put the Taran Wood Beast in there? <laughs> so, uh, that's I, really yeah, good. I mean, Taran Wood Beast with He's the, even with the got the... Um, 
He's even got the light on the side of his face as well. Is that the moon or something? Or is that something that's floating above it, in front of him? I think it's... It's not the moon, because it's it's not 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 in the backdrop, is it? So it it must be some sort of orb. Yes. Draconian orb. (laughs) It's a great picture, though. It's really, really artistic. It's fantastic. I thought so too. I knew you'd like those. So that's Tim Hill on Twitter. You can see all of these, the, the full set that he did of uh, of the Death Zone confrontations, various ideas about that. But there's also the stuff from the war games that we talked about before and various other things to do with both uh, Doctor Who and Star Trek, other TV shows and movies and things. So go and give him a follow and tell him that uh, Type 40 sent you. That would be yeah, pretty good. I, I don't know which one's my favourite. I think it could be. I think it could be that one, just for the fact that it's got the Taron Woodby since Simon. On the subject of the best. Sorry, Dan. On the subject of uh, photos and being time scooped, I just remembered somebody did this for me many years ago. I don't know if you guys can oh, oh, see oh. it. There we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, dear. That's how you know people care, <laughs> yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> enough. Enough said about well, that. There we go. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. I love said he says. Yes, let's have a check back in the chat as we wind the show. As we wind the show down. Uh, love me a crinoid, says uh, the talents of Wang Chiang. Don't you we all... wouldn't want to keep one in the house though. They yeah, I think you'd have to have an extension built or have a lot of have a lot of land. Yeah. <laughs> people are asking where, where can we bring back the crinoid, says Matthew Burroughs. And uh, people, yeah, people are getting confused here. I thought it was crawl. Richard Brooks, I suppose, one big blobby green thing is much the same as another. Depend, depends on who you are. Uh, it was either that or a very, very big Dalek. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful work, says Problem Bean. Great work. It is. It's fantastic work. Yeah. 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 Lo- love, love, love the, the fan art. There's some more art as well that I've seen this week too. And uh, you, sent, you sent these along to me, JT. So, yeah, Doctor Who books, everybody, out and relatively, relatively soon. So we've got, first of all, this one. This is a hardcover, hardcover Doctor mm-hmm. Who book out on the 2nd of September. Uh, so this, I suppose, the, the idea is this is for the Christmas market, isn't it? So this is the mm-hmm. Doctor Who Atlas journey through the worlds of the Doctor with a foreword by uh, director Rachel Talalay there. And this this, this is one of the larger format books. It says, Journey from Gallifrey to Scarrow to Mondas and everything in between with this beautifully illustrated Atlas full colour maps. They, there's epic pictures and the glorious history of the many faces of the Doctor and the, uh, there's some magnificent views, it says, of the entire saga. So there's 30 maps in this, and there's character profiles. And, uh, yeah, it's if you haven't got enough <laughs> reference books for places that don't exist, then this could be for you or a, an ideal gift for the, for the Doctor Who fan in your life. They seem to put out one of these books... Every Christmas, don't they, Barnaby? You know, it's monsters, and, and it's often much of a muchness, I suppose, the same things remixed. But I can never resist a good hardback Doctor Who book. Oh, no, me neither. I mean, I've still got the Dalek uh, survival manual around here somewhere, which I don't think was a hardback, but I was very, very happy little, to have it in my life. That's so the little the little can, black one, the little, isn't it? The tiny one. Just one, you know, you can keep in your breast pocket just in case, you know. Just in case a Dalek comes in, along, I guess. Exactly. Always be prepared. Absolutely <laughs> indispensable. Uh, yeah, the uh, covers that I really liked, though, were these two. These, these are both out... In two days' time, as we're recording this, on the 10th of June, these are two new titles from BBC Books. So we've got, yeah, under the Doctor Who banner, we've got The Wonderful Doctor of Oz, 
and Legends of Camelot. Both of these are written by Jacqueline Rayner, who's been a Doctor Who writer for, for a couple of decades now. I think I've certainly seen her name on audio dramas and books and all sorts of things before. I thought that both of these covers were absolutely stunning. Yeah, they sort of I really like that art, on. actually. Well, the, the, the dress, the whole sort of design trades on uh, traditional children's literature, I think, Barnaby, sort of classical children's mm. stories on the Penguin uh, imprint and things like that. But the, the artwork... In the in the middle, as you as you rightly say, I mean, particularly we've got one illustration here of of Missy looking like the uh, the the uh, the what are the, the Wicked Witch of the West. That's it from the Wizard of Oz, and the other one is the Tenth Doctor astride a steed with some sort of Gallifrey markings on his armor there, holding a that's sonical often with those three D glasses on. Sign. That's very sort of Narnia in a way. I think that yeah, line the Witch in the Wardrobe. Great. Well, I've, got, I've got the blurb for this one. So this, so we've got so the wonderful Doctor of Oz is uh, it's a, a Missy story which includes the Thirteenth Doctor, whoever that is, and her companions. And the blurb says, "When a sudden tornado engulfs the TARDIS, the Doctor and her—I'm not going to use that word—the Doctor and her friends find themselves transported <laughs> to the magical land of Oz Thank you. with a damaged TARDIS and an unexpected stowaway from the 1930s." Their only hope of getting home is to follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, I love the Wizard of Oz, and I, I do like these kind of fairy tale stories. And I kind of trust uh, Jacqueline Rayner, Rayner, sorry, to deliver a good story. So uh, whilst I'm not, I'm not very keen on any of those characters. I'm not even that big a fan of Missy. I probably would would give that a punch based on on Rayner's previous work. But I'm a lot more interested in the Legends of Camelot title there on the right. It says uh, this uh, ties into a classic Doctor Who story. And the blurb says, investigating a strange energy in Carberry, the 10th Doctor and Donna Noble are pulled into a different dimension, smashing a giant hole into another world in the process. A young squire, Arthur, comes to their aid, and when the Doctor is mistaken for Merlin, uh, the penny drops there, they are all swept up in the glamorous and daring legends of the Knights of the Round table i not long ago watched the story that that seems to be a prequel come sequel to barnaby uh, you're a big seventh doctor guy you know what i'm talking about don't you of course yes <laughs> i mean it'd be great if they are uh, well, uh, re referencing merlin that kind of thing is that what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah it seems to be that, that story yeah, it like seems to be that story, story that they allude to, doesn't that. it? In in Battlefield, the 1986 season 26 story. Even you but would take different. a punt on that one, Ian Dears? Yeah, oh. that is, sounds like a really good story, right? Sounds like a really, I really think good so. story. I mean, yeah, anything. Um, yeah, just sounds like a really interesting concept. The the the, the David Tennant one, that is. I don't think yeah. much of this one with Missy, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's something Might make about a good episode. The heroism of the Tenth Doctor and mm. uh, the idea of the Merlin, because obviously when we, we yeah. see in Battlefield, uh, the Seventh Doctor is embroiled in a sort of, uh, a, a, I don't want to call it a plan, but it's all a setup that's been staged by a later Doctor, and there's, there's clues that may or may not be picked up. Of course, Battlefield I aired 32 years ago now, JT. Good God. Oh, no, 32 years. And we're Dear at last Lord. getting that story, albeit in print. I kind of hope that we may see that eventually on screen. But you know, I think this. I think this book. Yeah, I'll probably give this book a go. I I have hmm. faith in Jacqueline Rayner to tell us a, a good story there. I haven't read any Doctor Who books in a, in a little while, any fiction ones, anyway. So yeah, people have, in the chat here 
on YouTube, got people noticing here. Link to Battlefield says uh, Digby Strawbridge and Richard Brooks here. Oops, Battlefield, but he's not Ginger. No, no, he's no, he's not. I love Missy, says Problem Being. We know you do, but I think it's because I love Michelle Gomez. He does. <laughs> Michelle Gomez is amazing. She is a great yeah. actress. Uh, yes, there's some passes here. Sadako24 is going to pass on those. And uh, yeah, we've got several. Don't blame him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame uh, yeah, I'm uh, not saying she isn't, but the branding makes it look like teen fic, does it? I don't know. I think it looks like classical <clears throat> children's lit, but. So the 90s ghost, uh, goosebumps or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I can see what he means. Yeah. Definitely see what he means. Yeah. It's either that or they reminded me immediately of the old Penguin classics. I mean, th those classics have been rejacketed and re reproduced umpteen times millions of times but there was one version where the penguin classics had the blue uh runner at the bottom and then a piece of artwork which didn't relate of course to the book because it was just classic art and that's what yeah. it, it you know these sort of things to me say that they're still trying to find desperately the audience for these things i mean i'm not interested in those uh, in purchasing them at all i'll stick with the uh mark platt target book at the beginning of battlefield he actually gives away what happens you know later on so um, I, I, it, it just it makes me think, hang on a minute, they're still trying to find the missing audience by, by changing the, the format of the book, the size of the book, the look of the books, trying to make it look, you know, OK, you really want this. Never judge a book or anything by its cover. Uh, JT, no. uh, what's the name of the um, book that uh, is, is it the novelization of Battlefield that's bought? Yeah, it's the target, target novelization. Of, of course, now it's okay. OP, out of print. Um, it is by Mark Platt. Um, and if you can source it down, do it, because um, Mark fleshes out Bre uh, Ben's book brilliantly, but there is a prologue there which introduces the ginger male doctor as a future oh, yeah. incarnation. Yeah. Isn't it ginger? That could eh? be what that person in the chat was referring to. Uh, Disaster Area says, there is a new Doctor yep. Who Max special on 1975 due out this week. You need to go back. You need to do some time travelling there, Disaster Area, and watch <laughs> it earlier on. This very stream where we did we did talk about that. We've got the date, we've got the cover, we've got all the all the information about that there. Uh, so that's yeah, that's all waiting for you. If you do a little bit of time traveling back to the start of this thread, and uh, people, yeah, people comparing notes about where to get them. Yeah, with the Doctor Who books, I think that yeah, clearly uh, there hasn't been a consistent line and format now for some years. I'm not sure that they're sure who the customers are for the books. I think they know who they want to be reading them. But then, mm -hmm. yeah. for one reason or another, I think it's for a number of reasons, actually. They're not yeah. managing to, to get them. I think these two books are more potentially interesting from, from the blurbs. I think they sound like two very different stories, but with a reliable writer. And I've, I'm certainly very keen to read the, read the David Tennant one. I think it's a good fit for his incarnation. But obviously, yeah, they, and that's, yeah, I am a sucker for a good cover, JT, I, I will admit. But yeah, I've, been, I've come and stuck before. By, by good covers. There's one other book that I want to mention before we head off, Simon. We are about to, or we have hit, the uh, first anniversary of the publishing of, or well, sort of publishing, of an ebook, And it ended up, oh. I think it's it's certainly the biggest Doctor Who ebook of all time. It was published a year ago. Oh, yes. So this was Blackpool oh. Remembered by our friends John Collier and Alex Storer, which That's is still available to download has, as a PDF. Yeah, has it been a year already? And this was free. I mean, I'm assuming they're still giving it away as free. I hope we're not plugging something that they're now charging for, but it certainly was no. free. 
Um, and it's a cracking read, uh, and it's beautifully um, illustrated by Alex Storer, uh, and you can see the, the cover there. It's just, for anybody that was there at the time and went to the exhibition, you know that is exactly how the exhibition felt. Um, and so that, that, to me, is such an evocative piece of artwork, because it does just sum up exactly how I remembered those exhibitions being. Um, and the book is just a crack and read. And I said at the time to John, you know, come on, we need another one on Longleat now. And I'm still, I'm hammering the <laughs> Go on that, that book on Longleat. Come on, bring it out. Great read. The, uh, right. Yeah, congratulations, guys, on the success of Blackpool Remembered. It was a hell of an achievement and people are still downloading it and still reading it, I understand. So it's, yeah, one year on. They've got a brand new title coming up. They just announced the date for the publishing of Blackpool Revisited. That's what it's called. Uh, that's out on Saturday, the 28th of August this year, 2021, for everybody. And that is a sort of expansion, isn't it, on, on Doctor Who in Blackpool, other locations and, and more information that was sort of related to what, what was in the original title but didn't quite sit so well with it. And I think that they had to sort of draw a line, draw a line somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, <laughs> best of luck with, with the second title. Well done, Alex and John. We're going to get them back on the show at some point in the next couple of months, both on the podcast and maybe on the live stream and talk us through their whole sort of production process again and where all this has come from and is, what next. Oh, we're going to get the long lead title, Jay. Is that another PDF? Yes, always. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. there's still rumours. I think, I think there's still sort of kind of rumours that they might at some point maybe. get it printed. Um, I hope so. I hope I so. I, hate, I don't like PDFs. I, I I agree with you. I, I you know I hope they get it printed, but it, as with anything, it's all down to cost and and maybe maybe they need to do it as sort of a crowd funding thing where you put your money up mm. front and you buy mm. it up front so that they know they've got the sales to afford the printing before they yep. actually. Indiegogo, Kickstarter, all that kind of it does seem like a perfect fit for that, John. If you if you're up for it, I know it's, it may seem even quite daunting. Count us in. I think, I think there is I, support I, for a, a hardback edition. Yeah, I'd, I'd be on board that right away. Let's check in with the chat one last time. <clears throat> yeah, Cam Cam says, Cam Cam, what have we got here? Cam Cam Cam, uh, thanks, Dan, and esteemed panel. Great stream we all do together. Be well and take it easy. I'll do my best. Uh, I bet you guys, I'm going to do my best. To Take it easy. Uh, we've got uh, another message here from Sadako, uh, and uh, people, yeah, people comparing how long they've been been fans. I became a fan on the strength. I became a fan on the strength of the '90s repeats of the Pertwee and Tom stories. The problem <laughs> is those repeats sheltered me from embarrassments. Embarrassments that came after and left me unprepared. I don't know what you as a child of the '80s. I don't agree with any of that, but fair enough. Horses. Horses for courses. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know I love Delta and the Bannerman, Mr. J. You know I do. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, Vanessa there checking in or checking out. Thank you all. Great stream. No, thank you for watching. Thanks, in remind us, what's the date on the time scoop? Uh, we've got the link in the description already. What's that date again for the convention? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. For, uh, Sunday, Sunday the 4th of July, isn't it? 4th of July. Sunday the 4th of July for that. Yeah, so head over to Ian's website. You get all the information about, about, all, of, about all of that. Yes, and while I, while I remember, yeah, please like the video, particularly if you've been here the entire time. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel. There's more Type 40 Live coming up soon. More topics like this, more guests, and another chance, everybody. We can, we can reveal this now for you to ask us anything, Ooh. anything at all. Anything. Bring it, it doesn't on. have to be Doctor Who related, <laughs> but we're, we're down... 
We're down for whatever, apart from the lottery numbers, because obviously, if we did know them, we'd keep them to ourselves. But yeah, so that's coming up soon, as well as more Doctor Who goodies and nuggets and news and reviews and all that kind of thing. Don't forget, also up on the channel is, yeah, Type 40 Doctor Who podcast. Lots of those to work to stream or download here on the Spacebooks YouTube channel or on the go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, <laughs> Stitcher, everywhere else. All those podcasts that Dwayne Bunny was talking about earlier on in his link. And yeah, if this is your first Type 40 Live, you'd like to see some more some more of this stuff, some more, some more of our banter and silliness. There are over 20 other live streams that we've made over the last year or so, kicking off with our attempt to run the show here from YouTube with various guests from podcasting and YouTube. Lots of other conversations about, about the news and, and things like that, but also special shows, event shows, like when we had Bob Baker and Paul Tams in to talk all things canine, past, present and future. That was a glorious show. There was our Doctor Who Day extravaganza where we picked our companions for last year and our 12 Faces of Doctor Who fantasy repeat season show and lots more from earlier this year and some, and some great guests. So please go and check them out at your leisure. If you have the time, but what's time? What's time to a to time traveler? Everybody, what's time to? Hope you all enjoyed yourself again. A this handful time. of heartbeats. A handful of heartbeats. I don't know about you. How many heartbeats do you think it will be before my microwave is uh, is going to deliver me my evening meal? Everybody, thanks to all of you for your company, as as always. Yeah, I don't know what I've got tonight. I'm still deciding. I'm still computing hey, what I've got coming up. Which pot is yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what a glamorous life we all lead. It's not, it's not quite that. I'm going to lay back on the lawn behind me with a pot noodle, and the day's never going to get any better, is it, Ian? I'm just going to wait for that big oh, black God. triangle to come to come and sweep me. Mr. Whippy. Yeah. Off to Mr. the death Whippy. zone in the Mr. Whippy. But, yeah, that is... <laughs> We're flagging now. That is all we've got time for this time of Type 40 Life. Thanks for joining us. Don't Thank miss you. the next time. Get hit the cloister bell. Get the notices. Bye bye. Don't say you're nice Bye. Take bye. it easy. Bye bye. Cheers, everybody. Ah. Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed. But if you want to catch Type 40 live, literally live, join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever. Head over to YouTube, search for the Space Book, and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time. If you have the space here at Type 40, thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye. A Doctor Who podcast is a Spacebook production for the Fandom Podcast Network with music by Problem Being.